When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. go we are off and rolling that is Derek Gunn I am Rob Ellis we are sports take it is hump day yes we have two days left Derek in the month of August no 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 no. say that again you didn't say that right say it again two days no 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 Chuck Woolery used to say no 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 I know you let me down usually I'm so excited to sit across from you my brother yes but you said it's hump day that's not how you normally say it Hump day! I'm talking about baby. Put some feeling in it. Put some put some mustard on that hot dog. Exactly right. Exactly right. You good, my man? Everything good on your end? Dude, sun is shining. I saw we got a nice little rain uh, like last night or early this morning. Early this morning. Yeah. I was feeling guilty because I didn't water the vegetation around the house in like four or five days. So <laughs> Mother Nature. Mother, Mother Nature took care of you. What's yeah, up, Ball 2020? Appreciate the love. What's yeah, up? Peace. So dope, King. What is up, Twiz? Mood swing, Bella, Maggie. What's up, William? What's up, Fitness Rebel? I see you. What's up, Marquise? What's up, Eagles fan? Chris D in the house. Dre, Jim G, Brandon. What's up, everybody? Whoever I missed, I'm sorry. They're like I said, they always they go quick. So Jeff, what's up? Hope everybody's doing well. We I'm always about, appreciate that's that energy I'm talking about, Robbie. Oh, e. Get my neck roll, baby. Gun. Bring Let's it. Go. Bring Let's that go. energy, baby. Yeah, happy hump day, Forrest. Same to you, man. Appreciate it. Man bar, gotcha. Gotcha, Ray. Gotcha, Mr. Taz. Gotcha, Jeff Bone. Gotcha, Alexander. All right. So well, people, uh, bring it. Bring it, people. You want to keep it. bringing it? We'll keep we'll keep roll calling you, man. We, hit we that like button. It. Hit that like button. Bam. Yes. All right. So, Gunner, a couple things here, man. Um, for starters, 
Uh, M. Reyes says you got to always be watering those plants. You got to step your step your watering game up. The no man, it's been swamped lately, man. Ain't got man. time. Poor, got poor, time to do poor things are thirsty out there, man. All right. Um, Eagles get the roster down to 53 D gun. So when we got off the air yesterday, there was about an hour ish left for them to get this thing down. Oh, by the way, I, I haven't provided you with our countdown yet. So uh, we are, uh, 268 hours and about 20 minutes from kickoff. All right. Which is 11 days, three hours, four hours and 20 minutes is what that equates to. You're welcome. You said right. you said 268 hours and 25 about 20 25 minutes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. You 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 gave me exactly what I expected from you. So you're welcome, and you will get every one you will get one of those every day until that till, oh, till Friday before the first kickoff. Oh, um, so they get it down to 53. I, I would say of the surprise or eyebrow raisers. Um, you know, Sippo certainly being being one because they don't have a punter right now for sure. The other one, um, you don't technically have a punt returner, although you could use, you know, Zacchaeus in that role. Uh, he has done it before for sure. Um, so that's a little bit surprising. The other thing, they kept basically three outside linebackers. Yeah. They went yeah. heavy D tackle seven and seven corners right now. So keep a couple things in mind, right? And we're going to – Jeff Kerr is going to join us at 1230, so we'll talk to Jeff about all this too. But um, just because a guy's on the practice squad doesn't mean you can't bring him up right? And play him week one. I mean, I think it was like week three they brought Covey up and he returned punts. So just that's the first thing. Uh, if they can't come to an agreement with a punter, there is a chance, as, as much as this pains me, that Sippos could be back. It's not 100% that he's not here. What? what? That said, what? okay, here's the weirdest situation. So you explain this to me, Derek. Pittsburgh right now yeah. has two punters on their roster. I don't get that. I really don't. Very strange, right? I don't get it. Very strange occurrence. What, but but my point is, like, there's going to be movement still with guys. Basically, that tells me that they're still, still indecisive on which one of those two that they like, and they're holding them both until further notice. And that tells me there's going to be another addition somewhere to the roster. You look at the quality of players that were let go around around the league and uh, it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting. Heck yeah, it is. yeah, it is. It is. There's going to be, a, because there was some, there's some weird stuff going on. Like right now, technically the Patriots don't have a backup quarterback. Nope. The only quarterback on the roster is Mac Jones. They cut before the last cut, they cut Trace McSorley and they, they waved Billy Bailey Zappi, your favorite, your favorite name in the NFL. Bailey, Bailey Zappi. Zapster. And Malik Cunningham. Now, the word is they're bringing Bailey back. So he's coming back. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's that time of year where weird stuff happens, you know. And don't discount a trade still. I'm telling you, they made a little move yesterday. They got a tight end, a backup tight end. But there could be more coming from Howie and crew. And, and let me put something to rest right now for Eagles fans who keep bringing this name up. I said it yesterday, and I see a few people are still mentioning it. Ariza is not coming through that door at the Eagles camp. They are not going to bring him in. Okay. And like I said, we, we all 32 teams have the opportunity to bring this guy in. Nobody's touching him right now, and I don't know why. I can't get a definitive answer as to why the Eagles are now bringing him in or to the question, the general question I've asked, what is it about this guy that, that scares people off? Mm. 
But I do know that I was told that Ariza is not coming through that door to, to try out for the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, and again, I'll go back to if people want to say what the heck are the Eagles doing, fine. What the heck's every team doing? Yeah. There, there's something going on here that we don't know about. Um, and all these – the Eagles are great at it, maybe the best team, but everybody in the league has their own investigative process, right, that they go through with right, players. Right, right. And if there's too many red flags – and no disrespect, but especially for a punter, they're not going to put themselves in a position. So that, again, we'll see. We'll so, see if so, this guy gets some work. But see, when I asked the question, okay, if he's been cleared of wrongdoing, even if the civil case is still out there, why are people shying away from him? And the answers I keep getting is, I don't know. And I'm like, what? That makes no sense. Yeah. Something's so, going on. Some, there's something deeper here. Yeah. Um. That, that we don't know on the surface, nor do they know nationally. Yeah, I because agree. if it was known nationally, is you know, is as well as some of the national people dig in and have their sources on teams, we would have heard something about this guy a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. And especially yesterday when teams were cutting punters and his name is at the top of the list. You know, and I don't get why nobody's touching this guy yet. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. JM says bad optics. Yeah, I mean, look, I I I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'm not. You know, and, and there is, look, there's a lot to that story. We don't really need to dive into every single detail of it, but there, there was a lot that went on reportedly, you, you know, with that. So just, we'll just leave it at that. We'll, we'll see what happens with the punter yeah. thing. Again, like we always talk about, if we get any kind of news in show or anything, we're hearing any, any position, we'll, we'll pass it along. But Eli Ricks makes the team, Gunner. Uh, Mario Goodrich makes the team as well. Yep. So you had a couple – you know, many surprise. I think we all saw Rick's trending in the right direction, but you know, a couple surprises that they kept that many, and that's how that's how you get the seven corners here on the well, roster. You know, you know, what's interesting is for the second year in a row, the Eagles keep all of their draft picks on the roster. Yeah, second year in a row. So this is a team that feels pretty good about players who could help right now, as well as players that could step into roles in a year or two years when existing contracts expire. And they feel that maybe those are players that no matter how much we want to keep them, we might not be able to afford them, as was the case last year when they lost, what, five players, seven players total to free agency. So the Eagles are feeling better about how they draft. When was the last time we said a Howie Roseman draft produced two consecutive years where every draftee was on the roster? It doesn't happen. And I will also add this to you as well. There are a few players that are on the 53. They may not be on that 53 by the time the regular season gets there. They could be reduced to the practice squad. They just want to protect them right now today. Yep. So if they're exposed to a practice squad, they don't want somebody to pick them off. Makes sense. Right now. Yeah, and that's some of the roster jockeying that all these Absolutely. guys do. Like, you have to be able to see this guy would be appealing enough to a team to grab him, and we lose him. Let's just, let's just hang tight for a second here. We'll do some other things. Maybe he's not activated, you know, on the 53 on, on site, whatever. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can go sure. uh, with sure. this, you know, for sure. And, and again, most of the time, in my opinion, how he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers, and, Absolutely. And he's, he's 10 steps ahead of, you know, whatever's, whatever's going on. All right. So Gunner, they play at one o'clock today. So I, I want to get it out early and give them a little love before we move on to like almost a full football show here. But, Tell you what, man, the Phillies are freaking scorching hot right now. Uh, this is um, ridiculous. It they is. are they are destroying everybody in their wake like like flame torch material. Five straight wins. Uh, how about this, Derek? They are they have scored ninety one runs in their last twelve games. That's yep. to a tune of seven point six 
per game. Like, just destruction mode right now. The fact that they stepped to the plate, Rob, and they're hitting double-digit hits every game, and they're averaging almost eight runs a game is unheard of, except for the Atlanta Braves, of course. Um, But, dude, I'm looking at people at the plate. They're getting one and two counts, you know, two and two counts, three, two counts, and they're smacking the ball in the alleys. I mean, it's like even when it looks like a pop-up is going out for this team. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the only team that has four guys in one month to hit eight or more home runs. That's crazy. Think about that. It's four, crazy. Not one, not two, not three. Four guys in one month to hit eight or more home runs. It, it's it's insane what they're doing right Derek, now. Nine three-run home runs in the last 25 days. That's insane. Nine. That's that's, that's, that's insane. Oof. You know, Man. you know what, Rob, too? Um, when they started this series, I, I wanted to meet I bring this up on Monday and I forgot. When they started the series against St. Louis, remember they fell behind early in that St. Louis game, the first yes. game on Friday? Yes. Do you know that was like the 13th consecutive game at that point? They they fell behind in the game, and, 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 and they, were, they were seven and six. Before the ending of that game, they were seven and six in game situations where they fell behind early and came back late. Right. Seven and six. 13 consecutive games, it's like they toy with the opposition. Yeah, now. it's like, it, it, you know what reminds me of Derek? 08. 08, like they, Adam Eaton or one of those scrubs would would, would get you in a, in a hole. Oh, early. Scrubs. <laughs> oh I don't God. mean all Hamels. You know I don't mean that. But, you know, and, and all of a sudden you'd be like, all right, Howard will get it back. Utley will get it back. Jimmy will get it back. You know, whatever. Burl, you just felt a confidence, and that is there. What Harper's do- – all right, let's go Harper for a minute here. Yeah. Here's his August, 366 average, 455 on base, 774 slugging percentage. He's Good hit man. nine home runs, nine doubles, 22 RBIs, 22 runs. That's in 25 games. That's that's nuts. You know, when he when he gets a hit, I don't care if it's a single, double, triple, or home run. You know, every time he gets a hit, I, I, I rewind it. You know, in live, during the live broadcast, I'll rewind it and, and watch his swing in slow motion. You talk about textbook swing, you know, rotation of hips, level swing. Even now, go even though he still swings in a few bad pitches, but when he connects, dude, I'm talking about he's not trying to pull everything. Right. He's spraying the field with authority, even his singles. There's no fluke singles with this dude. No, everything is, is, is a bullet off the bat, man. I mean, he's just stroking everything, dude. Yeah. And it, that textbook swing is back. Yep. And his yeah. buddy, his Vegas buddy, Trey Turner, same way. Textbook Trey, swing. Turner, okay. Turner, 364, 17 extra base hits in his last 22 games. That's what Turner's doing. That, that, that oh, That's not impressive. I mean, are, you <laughs> me? are you kidding me? How about, kidding me? How, about, how, about, how about what Schwarber's doing? He's got 11 home runs just in August. And he's already got 37 this year. He had 46 last year. He's going to get to 50. He's getting to 50. I joke. I jokingly said what it was last week when he was at 35 or 36 about Schwarber. I said he might hit 50 home runs, and we chuckled. As we sit here now, yep, it's very realistic. He he's can hit there, man. They they have 57 as a team in with with what today? They still have one more game today. One they game. have 57. If yeah. they go nuts today and get 60, yes. It, I mean, I, I it's wild what's going that's, on. Right that's now. like the Eagles getting seventy sacks in a football season. 
You know, it this is, game's still in one month, 60 home runs in a month. You're right. That's you akin to that. And, and, you know, got like Bohm, they walk Harper to get to Bohm last night. He hits a three run jack. Uh, you mentioned what, what Stott's doing, you know, what bring up what Stott's doing and how he's been the model of consistency the whole year. That guy came off the bench last night and had two oh hits, including goodness. a home run. Oh, my goodness. It's, it, it, they're getting it from everybody, man. Marsh, uh, Rojas, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, Sosa, yeah. Dave, Stott. Yep. You know, it doesn't make – it's not just the big boys. The, the, the dudes at the bottom have been carrying it for a lot of this season. Now that the big boppers are starting to come up, come alive, and the boys at the bottom of the lineup still getting their strokes in, man. Yeah. No, this whole lineup is like it's like an effect infection, you know, a hitting infection with this team now. It's it's, it's fun. You know what it is, Derek? Too. It's just fun, man. It's fun to watch them play. Uh, it is, Rob. It's it, you know, and, and it's it's like I'm sitting there watching the fans in the stands. It's like when they're down two to two or three runs, that is nothing for them. As a matter of fact, it's like a wake up call for this team. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've let the opposition have their fun. Now it's time to put them in their place. And all of a sudden, it's like explosions at the ballpark. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It, it has been uh, this little run that they're on right now. And, again, they'll have one more game this afternoon. Then they get an off day, which is, you know, good. They get a little rest. And what? then – but, yeah, and then you crank it back up uh, and get back out on the uh, little bit of West Coast, you know. But the the big ones, the, you know, the Milwaukee series first. Man, Gunner, I watched them last night, and that starts on Friday, by the way, at Milwaukee. I watched Milwaukee and the Cubs last night after the yeah. after the Phillies game. Yeah, incredibly well pitched game. You yep. know, the, the Cubs ended up winning the game. One night, uh, snapped the Brewers' streak. But man, you know, you talk about two good teams. Those are both very good teams. I tell you what. Um, the Cubs, the Cubs struggled early on, and they've really been coming on late. But you know, the Brewers, all of a sudden, you know, the pitching was carrying them, and it was costing them. Um, they, they they were allowing Cincinnati and the Cubs to creep closer. Now the bats are coming alive, and that pitching staff of the Brewers. Mm-hmm. When we talk about Atlanta's pitching staff and, and the Dodgers' pitching staff, I don't think that Brewers' pitching staff gets enough credit. And I'm talking about we talk about the multiple options the Phillies have. Mm-hmm. On the back end of their rotation, on the back end of their bull pitching staff, Milwaukee's got guys coming in in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth inning, 97, 98, 99, 101. I don't know where they get these guys from. They they yeah. deleted a few pitches early and brought some kids up from the minors, and these dudes are flamethrowers. And, and with unbelievable movement, too. Like oh my the kid they brought, he, he they just brought him up not all that long ago, and he, he came in in relief last night uh, for Milwaukee. Oh my God, man. Abner something. I'll pull up his yeah. name. Oh, I mean, they're just rolling guys out and Burns was spectacular. He oh was a tough God. luck loser last night, but he was great. So yeah, it was, uh, they look, it's, it's going to be fun here. So the Phillies are up four games right now yep. in the wild card over the Cubs. And then San Fran's right now holding down the third spot. Arizona's a half game back of them. Cincinnati's two back and yep. the Marlins are three back. So it's going to be a real race here. I think uh, for that three spot, maybe the two yeah. spot. You know, and I think the Phillies are in good shape. I feel good about where they're at. Uh, I didn't love Lorenzen's outing last night. I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up. I don't like where he's at right now, Derek. I'm a little bit concerned. I was just about to say, Rob, out of all this happy, happy, joy, joy with the Phillies right now, defensively, hitting, everything you can think of. We said it yesterday in the show. We didn't know what we were going to expect from Lorenzen last night. And lo and behold, 
Rough. Yeah, he was mediocre at best, right? And when you hit like this, it all gets every flaw gets covered up, right? When you when you're just swinging it like yeah. this, but he needs to be better. And and that's you know he's a little troubling. Like Walker's a little bit troubling. It looks like they're getting Sir Anthony or uh, I'm sorry, Ranger Suarez back. But which is good. He might, he might pitch Sunday. Yeah, so that that that's trending in the right direction. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. All right. When, uh, I, watch, uh, when yeah. I watched Lorenzen pitch last night, I'm thinking. Has he been hanging out with Aaron Nola too much? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He has not been the same since the no-hitter. I mean, there's just no denying. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there was a big drop-off after that. All right. So, uh, Mike Garofalo reporting, Derek, that uh, Greg Ward coming back to the practice squad. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, like, in one way, I'm glad. Uh, you want you want a guy like Greg Ward on your team in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. Like, there's a piece of me that feels bad for him. Like, I, I would have almost liked for him to get a chance somewhere else. And somebody else can grab him, by the way, off the off the practice squad here with the Eagles. But you know, we'll, we'll, look, we'll see. And you, you make an okay living; it's not terrible. It's it's sort of like you know regular working wages uh, on the practice squad. You do you know you don't do as well as um, you know some of these other certainly the the NFL guys. You do all right, but yeah. you know I, I would like to see it. Uh, like to see him get a chance, but I don't know if that's in the cards. But anyway, right. now now the uh, let's see, John Dickerson is saying that. Uh, the Steelers just released one of their punters. That's Brandon correct. Mann. Yeah, Braden Man. Yeah, yep. Braden Man. Yeah. So that could that could be the guy. Uh, that's Tom Pelissaro uh, at the NFL Network. So I, that's why I say just keep in mind we're going to have our answer soon. I mean, whoever whoever they grab up, they're going to want in here for some time. Not that you have to sit here and work on plays, but you want to get the guy in the building or you want to look at him a little bit. Right. So, you know, if, you you're, if there are two positions where a guy can walk in off the street on a Saturday and perform on a Sunday. It's a punter and a kicker, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, they they don't practice. You go to you go to football practice. Everybody else is there grunting and groaning and sweating. You see these guys under the goalpost, off chilling, to the side, off yeah, to the side doing their thing. You know, long as Having they do come, their job, telling each other jokes. Yeah, yeah. Long as they do their jobs on game day, that's all teams want. Hey, yeah, look, exactly. You get uh, your work in. You know, we'll see him. You know, kicker. He'll kick from the thirty to forty to fifty. Get a few kicks in. Yeah, angle kicks. You know, and he might try some different things. A punter, same way. Deep punts, hang time punts, angle punts. And all of a sudden, they're over there wiping their brows, you know, standing over there with a nice little drink, umbrella drink and stuff. So, you know, hey, look, if they do their job on game day, nobody cares what they do six days a week. Oh, I'm with you. Like, Hey man, whatever works for you, I don't care. <laughs> you, you you can stand off to the side. You can tell jokes. You can be, you could be out of shape, whatever, man. Just, just, just deliver when I need you to d- deliver a good punt. That's all. If Jake Elliott doesn't show up for practice six days a week, as long as he's money on Sunday, I don't care what he does the rest of the week. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, again, we'll have some more stuff coming down the pike here. Um, you know, move wise, because sometimes you just got to read the tea leaves a little bit about what's happening around the league. Also, Um, according to Dave Zingaro, Eagles, Eagles are signing uh, tight end Brady Russell to their practice squad. Okay. Now, apparently he did some nice things in the, you know, in camp, but I mean, let's face it. Sometimes Derek, you're in a bad spot. Timing's everything. Right. And, and he's here and he's already got Mari uh, uh, Dallas Goddard behind in, in front of him. He's already got stole Calcaterra. Now they trade for this guy. So, yep. Yep. you know, it's just the way it goes. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's, that's one move. I'm, I'm, I, it looks like uh, Devin Allen as well coming back. Well, that's um, what we said yesterday. The obvious ones would be coming back yep. um, until further notice. 
uh, Ward, Allen. Um, let's see, who were the other ones we mentioned? Um, the, the cuts that we mentioned. Uh, Covey. 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 Yeah, yeah. Guys like that. Yeah. Those are insurance policies. So, you know, I feel, like I said, I feel bad for Greg Ward. But when you look at what practice squad players make on a weekly basis, it may not be, it may not be that low seven figure NFL money. But then let me tell you something by national standards, they ain't hurting, bro, for five months of work. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. It, it's, look, it beats, uh, it's beats, <laughs> beats the real living, you know? I mean, that's for sure. They make 12,000 weekly. So that that's that's what they make in 2023. They'll make twelve thousand weekly. Look, hey, multiply that by eighteen weeks. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You take I got it. no problem with that. Take, hey, take it in a minute. That's Rob we'll Elton right there. Well, I, I, the I found it interesting too. So the, with Devin, speaking of Devin Allen, he he was talking about. Yeah, they were saying to him, you, you know, what's your preference here? Do you, do you would you prefer to run track, you know, full time or whatever? And he said, look, I love football. <clears throat> he said, but if I'm keeping it real with you. Yeah, I make more on a practice squad than yep. I would running an entire year Absolutely. running the hurdles. So that's the reality of Devin. Devin Allen's twenty nine years old, man. Like he's not fresh out of college. He's got to yeah. he's got to make bank. I you don't know, blame him. Based based on your figure, twelve thousand a week. That's two hundred sixteen thousand over eighteen weeks. Yeah, I don't know if you get paid the full, but yeah, you're right. It has to be that over eighteen weeks. You're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes, two hundred sixteen thousand, dude. Yep. That's well above a national norm of living. Not even close. Well yeah. above. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, hey, man. And the other thing is you're, you're one injury away from getting your shot, you know, and you got it. You just got to be prepared and be ready to roll. All you right. Know, let's get it. Hold yeah. up. Tony's right here. Uh, he says players with two accrued seasons or less make 12 a week. Uh, they are on a practice squad. Players with more than two accrued seasons earn 16,000. Up to a maximum of twenty thousand a week. Yeah. That's what I saw. Somebody posted that figure on on uh, Twitter yesterday, and, I, and the guy I didn't know the guy, and he didn't have a lot of followers, but the numbers are exactly the same as what this guy posted. So yeah. that's right. So technically, yep. you can be, you, if you've been on. But Greg Ward's making like Greg Ward's going to make a nice like, living this year. Twenty thousand a week, exactly. For weeks, exactly. That's a Rob Ellis's category right there. Yes, it is. Yeah, very similar. Yep, very it, very similar. You said it very humbly, I might add as well. Yes, <laughs> because it's not true, kids. All right, so let's get a quickie in here. Let's come back. Uh, Jeff Carr, buddy Jeff Carr from CBS Sports is going to join us, uh, and we'll run through the roster. We'll go through, Derek, the offensive uh, side, the defensive side, special teams, you know, kind of project out a little bit, guys who will be here, who may not be here. We'll do all that kind of stuff with Jeff when we come back a little later. Uh, our old buddy Jalen Rager back in the news. Uh, we'll update you on that. Uh, other roster moves and that, you know, guys who may not be here as well, like we talked about. So we'll do all that when we return. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we're sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. All right. Let's talk about Bravo pizza of Havertown. Bravo pizza of Havertown is just absolutely phenomenal. I've been going there since I've been, I was a kid and I'm still going there to this day. They've been family owned since 1985. Uh, they have unbelievable fresh food daily. They have 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have, the grandma, which I got last week, which is basically the upside down. It's phenomenal. But they have you name it, they'll make it. Uh, specialized pizza your way. But if you're not up for pizza, they have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings. You name it across the board. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. 
is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions, as well as the, uh, the menu. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. What's up, everybody? Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Wednesday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek. I am Rob. Always fun hanging with you. Love our next guest. I love his insight. Uh, check him out every single day, whether it's CBS Sports or on X or Twitter. But you could follow him on Twitter at Jeff Kerr, CBS, our guy Jeff Kerr. What's happening, Jer? 
What up? My man, Britton Covey, is back on the practice squad, boys. <laughs> Covey, Devin <laughs> Allen. We're getting the gang back together, Jeff. Crash Covey, baby. I'm not surprised, honestly. Uh, Aaron Sippus, though, I, was, I wasn't surprised they cut him. I was surprised that he wasn't on the initial 53. But like, I, I was like you, Gunner. I, I was saying the Eagles punter will on the roster will wasn't on the roster the whole preseason. Uh, yep. that, that will punt in week one. Yeah, not not a surprise. And you see, too, like, you know, Pittsburgh had two guys on their roster who were punters. They released one of them. There's other guys who were cut who had veteran experience. I, I we're, we're probably going to hear something by the end of the day, Jeff, or tomorrow, I would guess, about a punter. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers have two punters. You would think that's the logical trade piece. I mean, yeah. who keeps two on the 53? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It tells me that, it tells me the Steelers – haven't decided between the two, but I believe they just cut one of them. Yeah, Braden not. Mann just got released. They uh, just cut Mann, okay. Maybe yeah. that's the guy. Yeah, could be. Could be, yeah. A- anything surprise you, though? Take Sippos out of it. Take you know any other spots, whether it's special teams, defense, or offense? I think that I shouldn't be surprised, but I was kind of stunned they kept seven defensive tackles. I thought they'd find a way to maybe cut Cadavious Street just because – and bring him back just because they wouldn't have to guarantee his salary, vested veteran, and do some roster gymnastics with Moro Jomu. But then he practiced this week. So I should have changed my 53, but I already sent that in. So I, I was stuck with six there. Uh, Ricks, I wasn't shocked, made the roster. I thought he earned that spot over the past week. But I thought they maybe put Goodrich on waivers and then try to get him back. But he had a good preseason too. And I think everybody knows the Eagles have talent. And I think Allie Roseman looked at it as well. None of you guys are getting our guys. Mm. Yeah, Jeff, if there was one minor surprise, I would have to say when Nicholas Morrow was signed here, he was already penciled in as a starting will. And all of a sudden he worked his way, not down the depth chart, but all the way off this roster. I thought that was a little little surprising. I think they actually bring him back, Degon. I, mm. I, I think yeah. that's a guy that – yeah, I think that's a guy that he was either going to start or get cut. That's – that was my philosophy the first week of camp, but they need depth there. And I just don't see who right now is better than him that they could bring in. I mean, you know, is Van Summerlin going to play for them? No. So you might as well bring him tomorrow and have a depth sign. Yeah. He, he's, mm. he's definitely a learn as he goes, but he showed him a lot. Van Summerlin. I, I think you look at him maybe next year. Uh, if that's the case, are you surprised? They are pretty light on the outside. As far as linebackers go, Jeff, is that just, philosophical is that you know the way that they're built because it's not as critical a position what'd you make of that i think they look at it as okay we cross-trained patrick johnson there we cross-trained nolan smith there maybe a son red can play there i doubt that's gonna happen just because of the thumb thing but if you're teaching nolan smith if you're teaching a bunch of these guys maybe they play that box nickel where they go three safeties there and you don't have to worry about that's why i thought they were gonna keep five safeties i thought maybe came Wallace would be part of that equation by the way from I don't know if you guys have heard the same thing I have. Maybe you have Gunner, but I don't think Kayvon Wallace is coming back here. Teams are interested. Uh, yeah, he's going to yeah, get. I, he's going to get snagged up. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me one bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Colts. It seems like they're going to be the team, but we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, obviously, it's too early to tell. But I think, yeah, I think that was another shocker too. Kayvon Wallace. I thought maybe the Eagles would keep him, but I get it. It's year four. It, it, it's time to move on. Justin Evans had a good summer. Reed Blankenship. You know, he's the starter. Sidney Brown's going to play. We all know that. Terrell Edmonds is – they've liked him for years. So it doesn't shock me they were the four. It's just how they did it. And obviously, 
Albert O threw everybody in the loop. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, big time, big time. I, I'll tell you, I, it, it also tells me they trust, you know, these guys special teams-wise as well. You know, whether it's Ricks, Mario Goodrich, or some of the guys that you just referenced, that that's also a big piece of this thing. You know that when you're at one of the, the bottom of the roster or third or fourth on a depth chart, if you're going to be on the 53, you better be able to play teams. You know, and that that's we know how critical that can be. And I think that's that's why after the first week of the preseason, I thought Mikai Garner earned himself a roster spot. Now, granted, I think he's gonna end up on the practice squad. Yeah. Because that's one of those guys that play well in special teams and Ricks did too. I think Ricks honestly earned his roster spot, and he told me this. This was his favorite play of the night when he blocked for Devin Allen on the 73-yard kickoff return. Right. He had two blocks there. I think that was where – it was kind of like the Vince Papali thing, you know. Remember in Invincible, that's what got you noticed, the yeah. play on special teams. It just seemed like that's how Eli Ricks made the roster. Oh, he's also a pretty good cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also – I will also add this. Michael Clay cannot afford – to rely on too many young players on special teams because he is definitely on a hot seat this season. I thought he was on the hot seat last year. I, I'll tell you what, I would have cut Sippus right after the Super Bowl. Everybody <laughs> likes to blame Dan. Yes, yes. And, 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 and I, I'll blame him too, but Ugh. look, the defense got a short field because of a bad punt that led to a Kadarius Tony punt return. If anybody knows anything about special teams, you knew the coverage was bad there. So you didn't have a – your gunner wasn't in position – you were done there. So that's a short field. That brought the Chiefs back into it. And we can't ignore the Jalen Hurts fumble. I, I mean, we can't as well as he played in that Super Bowl. That that pretty much was 14 points. But I'll still play John again for the most part. But Aaron Sippus, I, I would have just got rid of him right after that game. It is. It is. You know, it's, it's the shame of it is Hurts almost played a perfect game. I, I mean, honestly, man, it, it was like, you know, the – you have a, you will give up a one hitter and you, the one hitter's a three run shot and you lose three, two. Like that's what it felt like as good I, as he was. It's a fluke game. play too. I told yeah. Jody Mack and John McMullen 99 times out of the hybrid. He doesn't fumble that football. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, Bailey Zappi, by the way, has cleared waivers and, and returned to the team on the practice squad is likely according to field Yates. That would be nice, Jeff, because the Patriots right now have one quarterback on the roster. I think that was the biggest shocker of every team's 53-man rosters. Like, And I, I noticed this when I was just looking at it. I'm like, wait, who? Like, and they even cut Malik Cunningham. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm with, surprised by that. Zappi's solid, too. I think he's okay as a backup. You know, wouldn't it be interesting if they told these teams that the NFL found a way in the new CBA to tell them, by the way, your initial 53-man roster, that's what you got to go into week one. That would change the way a lot of this is done. Yeah, you can still do the waiver claims, but – you gotta make you gotta tell these guys, hey, look, I, I you can claim these guys on waivers, but they can't play week one. It, it's the Eagles definitely would have Aaron Sippus as their punter. I know that. How do you view the roster here, Jeff? It, is it, in your estimation from you know when the when the clock struck zero in the Super Bowl to what it is now? Do you feel like they're better, worse, the same? Is it is it a TBD for you? What, where, where do you fall with that? I wrote. I think they're better. Um, cause one, the quarterback's better. I mean, I, he was better this camp than he was last camp. And I thought he was really good last camp. I think they're deeper at running back last year. We weren't sure behind Miles Sanders. I mean, we, we liked Kenny Gainwell. We weren't sure what Kenny Gainwell was going to bring. I think Boston Scott is better. I think Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift are an excellent upgrade. Albert O makes them better at tight end. Uh, they only got four receivers, but they're, I like all four. So we got to go there. Uh, offensive line, the depth isn't there. Defensive line, the depth's better. 
Linebacker's not as strong. Off-ball linebacker. Cornerback, they're deeper. I think they're actually deeper at safety than they were last year, but they don't have the top-end talent. So, mm-hmm. And obviously we don't know about special teams, but if you're going based on all this, I would say it's better. Jeff, I knew uh, Trey Sermon wasn't going to make the 53, but what do you think his, his future is? Do you think they try to hide him on the practice squad or they basically tell him, hey, look, thank you for your services. Good luck to you in future endeavors. Did he go on waived injured by any chance? Did they place him on there? They did a wave injured, yes. Yeah, so maybe that's what they're going to do with him. I mean, because I, I know he injured himself in that preseason game. So I, I think that's what they're hoping. I mean, maybe he'll get a chance to contribute this year. But remember, they stashed him all pretty much all last year to yep. develop. And you know how running backs work. that They're going to get injured. So I think there's still room for him. Mm. So, Jeff, as we look at it right now, uh, you mentioned the tight end. Give us a little background on the trade that they made to bring in Albert. Albert O, I like the way you go with that. That's better for me too. But uh, Albert O is a big man. He is a big cat. So what does this mean for either Calcaterra or or Stoll? Is is somebody headed to the practice squad, do you think? I I think someone's going to be a victim of roster gymnastics here because you're going to have to bring in a punter. You're going to have to bring in a punt returner. You're probably going to have to bring in an off-ball linebacker at some point. I know you can elevate guys, but maybe Jack Stoll's – is the guy I know that Jalen Hurts trusts Jack Stoll, but Albert O, he's not a great blocker, but he can block, and that's another weapon on offense. Maybe that's why they went four receivers. So I, I by the way, here's an interesting stat for you guys. You know his highest career receiving yards in the game is against the Eagles? Mm. Albert O. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. Interesting. He tore apart uh against defense that game. Uh I know I think he had like I got to rewatch the tape of that game. I think he had like a 40-some yard catch in there. It was like 77 yards. Yeah, why, why was he yards. available? Denver was going to wave him, and, you know, he was injured most of the preseason. And, you know, they got Greg Dolchitz a tight end. They got a couple guys there, and huh. it was pretty much – Howie Rosenkold said, well, we're not going to be able to get this guy. He just had hmm. seven catches for 109 yards in the last preseason game. Because Eagles were 31st in waiver play. Hey, we'll, we'll give this up for him. So. Right. I mean, that's what people seem to forget here. The Eagles are 31st in waivers, so there's a reason why they're protecting guys. Yeah, you got to wait. You're going to be waiting a while. Hey, by the way, Kayvon Wallace has been grabbed up by the uh, the Cardinals. Oh, Not of again, the baby. There you go. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons for Kayvon Wallace. Lottery pick Gannon. By the way, that team is – I'm doing the ceiling and floor for all 32 teams right now, and the Cardinals were first up. They're going to be terrible. Absolutely terrible. I see two wins, Jeff. I think my ceiling was five, and I said they don't even want the ceiling. They 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 want the floor. They want zero and seventeen. But but Dude, here's the problem with you that. Look at their schedule. Yeah, they're going to get their rear ends handed to them. Oh but yeah, the, they are. Their their problem is there's too much guaranteed money for Kyler Murray for the next three years. Like, how do you, can you still conceivably draft Caleb Williams if that's the case? I, I think you can. I just think you eat it. I mean, the Eagles found a way to eat it. This is bigger than Wentz, though, in terms of what they're going to be eating. It is true. I, I mean, but how desperate will teams get? Like, Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Does did the Cowboys get involved? Did the well, whole Trey Lance now. Work? Yeah, I, I know. It's it's funny how the Cowboys create unnecessary drama for themselves. They do. That's a good way to put it. Yep. And, and I, I've been saying Dak's got to be on the lookout this year because he doesn't have a contract, and I don't think he was too pleased with how the last contract worked out. Yeah, mm. yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right. So the Colts get Josh Sills. So then again, familiarity, you know, with Steichen being there, and you know, knowing of Sills. 
that was the guy I thought the Eagles would keep just because they kept him and supported him through the whole allegations and everything else. And by the way, they cut Sua Opeta last year in favor of him, and Opeta was a veteran. I, I know Opeta had a good camp, but I'm like, I think they could see this through. And I, you know, maybe I would have won the 53 man pool if I would have uh, kept Sua Opeta over Josh. And what is, what is it? All you guys do a, a little competition. Now, who ended up winning? Um, there was a tie. There was a seven way tie. It was like between. BLG, ESP, Kemski. There's a couple. I think a couple of them were in there. I know I did not win. I, I think Kemski scored me at 48 or 49. I forget. I gave myself 46. I, I, I'm not a high grader. Okay. All right. you, you surprised Barnett is still here? Yes and no. Um, so talking to people in that camp, I know he wants more opportunities, but the Eagles also talked to him and said, hey, look, we value you a lot more than other teams do. I think the Eagles really like Derek Barnett. In fact, they've openly admitted they like yep. Derek yep. Barnett. And I think Derek Barnett's going to play a huge role for them this year. I said, I'd rather have Derek Barnett than not have Derek Barnett. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I look at it this way. As frustrating as he can be, and he is definitely frustrating at times, that's great depth that you have a guy like that. And, you know, as much as I, I think somebody as young as Barnett might not like it, the rotation works and keeps guys fresh. And it allows you to thrive. Look at Brandon Graham last year with the amount of snaps and the success that he had. And I'm not saying Barnett is Brandon Graham before everybody starts losing their mind. I'm just saying the rotation keeps you. It's like fastballs, as Andy Reid used to say. Is it the worst thing in the world to have a guy with 21 and a half career sacks as your fourth or fifth edge rusher? Thank you. Thank you. When people look at Barnett, they keep looking at the mental gaps. And I understand that. But there is an upside to what he brings to a defense. He's still young. He's at a favorable salary cap uh, price for this team. He knows the, the city. He knows the organization. He has some value, you know, and I understand people want to get rid of him, but, you know, considering what he, I, and I equate this to Brandon Graham. Look at Brandon Graham, how he struggled early on in his career. People wanted to run Brandon Graham out of town. And I give the Eagles kudos because they didn't buckle to outside pressure and they let Brandon Graham grow. Now I'm not saying, Barnett's going to be here 12, 13 years, but they still have some value. They've openly told us time and time again that they like this guy and he has some value to this team. I think Eagles fans need to realize this. Just compare Derek Barnett to what Robert Quinn gave you last year. Robert Quinn gave you absolutely nothing and you gave up a fourth round pick for him. I guarantee you Derek Barnett does more for this football team than Robert Quinn did last year. Mm. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, it'll be almost a bit. <laughs> All he needs is a sack, really. Yeah, if I think he will provide more to the Eagles this year than that was a fourth rounder, like you said. You know what? I, I haven't rushed the passer in 15 years, but I'm oh. pretty I'm faster than I was in high school. I'll I say this. Say I, I will give props <laughs> to D Gun on this one. Uh when they made the move, he said, careful what you wish for with this one, because he talked to some of the Chicago folks and they weren't exactly real thrilled with what what Bobby Quinn was giving them last year, but well, uh, yeah. look what look what happened to him this all season too. I, I I'll tell you what, talking to him as much as I did last year, I would never guess that in a million years that you know what he was accused of. Yeah, he yeah. never had a bad rep as a as no, a yeah, but yeah, but coming here, he went into the witness protection program. You never heard from him. Yeah, no, like I, I remember, I would see him sitting after games, like at the end of his locker, and he just say, "Hey, man, I love to talk. I just can't." And yeah, obviously because he's injured and. You just want to know what happened. I mean, you gave a fourth-round pick for him. Now, if the Eagles would get offered a fourth-round pick for Barnett, I think they would take it. But, again, I think I think they value Derek Barnett much more than other teams do or other or anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Um, looking at the NFC here, Jeff, you know, the Cowboys, as you mentioned, un, you know, unnecessary drama they create for themselves, but there's also the Niners. There's teams like the Lions. Who's in your, you know, who's on your list here in terms of the teams that you see competing with the Eagles here? So, I mean, I would say Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be really good. I, I don't think Dak Prescott's going to throw 17 interceptions, like including the postseason, like he did last year. Right. I like the I love the Brandon Cooks move. I I, I love the Gilmore yep. move. Yep. I, they're already loaded. I, I expect Dallas to win 12 games this year. It's just unfortunately they're like the Sixers. Come see me in the divisional round, and then we'll yep. talk. And very similar. And it, it's a shame, really, because it's a really good football team, but they just can't get over that hump. And if they do, they're probably going to meet the Eagles in the conference title game. If we're going to be honest. Uh, the 49ers, I I love the team. Still not sold on Purdy yet, but I think he's I think he's good, and I think anybody can play in that offense. Uh, the sleeper team for me, Seattle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they, they, what they did last year, Geno Smith, the comfortable in the system. Bobby Wagner going back there, among some other things. They get Jamal Adams, you know, healthy now. I mean, yeah, Seattle's definitely a team to watch for sure. And I, also, I think I think they're going to give the Niners uh, some fits in that division. They have more firepower at wide receiver. Yep. Yeah, they got they got JSN, so I like that. Um, I think their offensive line's a lot better with Lucas and Cross. It's funny, Lucas was their fifth-round pick, and he might be better than their first-round pick, who was Cross, which is crazy. Uh, Bobby Wagner's back. Jamal Adams is pretty much a backup on this team, and he's highly paid. I mean, they're they're loaded. I mean, they got that with Wearspoon. Kobe Bryant's moving to safety now. It's uh, They they got um, uh, Reed Gardner. uh, I mean, Reed Wood, sorry. What what a job. John Schneider, their GM, what a job he did. The last two drafts, it, it, it feels like, of the teams that have hit home runs the last two drafts, uh, obviously getting Woolen in the fifth round was huge for them. I mean, yeah, John Snyder's done an excellent job. Oh, by the way, he got a ton back for Russell Wilson, who is right. has, just has not been good. Yep. Do you so, think he'll rebound, Jeff? I don't think he can be any worse than he was last year. Uh, you know what? I, I was one of the guys who had no problem with Sean Payton breaking the code and saying how bad of a coach that Daniel Hackett was. Because he was. It, I mean, he just said what the elephant in the room is. I, I'll – Nathaniel Hackett was out of his gourd from week one on. I, he might have had the worst head coaching job in history. And, I mean, we, we've seen some bad coaching jobs in Philadelphia before. I mean, mm. for those you older Eagles fans, you probably remember how bad the Swamp Fox was a, as a Terrible. head coach. He was so, just not equipped to be a head coach, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's That was Nathaniel Hackett. It seems like he can only work with Aaron Rodgers, and that was the guy they wanted to bring to Denver, and they couldn't do it, so they settled on him. And they had so many injuries last year, a lot of key positions, but – Denver's one of those teams, like, even at their ceiling, I still don't think they're as good as the Chiefs or the Chargers, but they could sneak in as a playoff team, but they, they can't be worse than they were last year. Jeff, would you look at the, a team like the Saints as a sleeper team in the NFC? So I was going to mention that to you, D-Gun. I, I, I think the Saints could be like this year's Viking, last year's Vikings. They have a very soft schedule. The NFC South isn't good. They could be that team that wins 12, 13 games, and you're going to say to yourself, well, how did they do that? Well, you're playing Tampa twice. You're playing Carolina twice. You're playing Atlanta twice. Uh, the, their out-of-conference schedule really isn't that great. Uh, and Derek Carr is a massive upgrade over Jameis Winston for however way you want to spin it. Right. I love, love their young talent, by the way. Chris Lobby is a stud. And if Michael Thomas becomes anything close to what he used to be. Right. And Jawan Johnson, you got to watch out for him at tight end. Their defense is usually good. 
the only thing I don't like about the Saints is their head coach. Yeah, Dennis Allen's the big question, right? <laughs> he stinks. He's a terrible head coach. I, <laughs> how do these guys get jobs? Two jobs. Yeah, he, he's another guy who falls into the category of he's a fine coordinator, but it, it just feels – doesn't he just scream of underwhelming? Like, it's just like, eh, all right, Dennis he's Allen. He's playing, too. He's no Sean Payton. I'll say that – Sean Payne will be like, good question. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say what's on my mind because I'm Sean Payne and I don't care. Sean Payne's got a lot of parcels in him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you could tell he worked for Par- You could tell yeah. he worked for Ray Rhodes at one point, too. Yes. Yeah. He's been, he's been under some pretty outspoken cats yeah. during his time. That's yeah, for sure. It, it, Dennis Allen's very, very vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> Are you buying the Lion hype train? Yes. Um, I, give me Dan Campbell. Uh, look, I want to see a Lion at practice. That's how bad I want to see the Lions succeed right now. But I I believe in Jared Goff a lot more than most people. I'm still worried about them in terms of depth at receiver because Jameson Williams is suspended. But Amon Ross St. Brown's a stud. They're relying on a lot of rookies this year, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell. Their secondary's good. Ian Hutchinson was phenomenal last year. James Houston's good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this team got talent. I, I, when people picked them to win the NFC North back in May, I'm not surprised by that, but again, it all depends on how well Jordan Love does in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. What are we to make of this Washington team with this unknown Sam Howe and Eric Bieniemy calling the shots? I'll tell you what, find find a girl who treats you like the Commanders treat Sam Howe, man. <laughs> he is he is one of those guys like they are really hyping him up, and I don't know if he's good, I don't know if he's bad, but if he's as good as they say he is, they're going to be a threat because. I'm telling you, watch the secondary. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, I loved in the draft. I think he's going to be good. Camp Curl's a name to watch at safety. Their defensive line is, we know how good they are. And Chase Young's healthy, it's even better. I, I like their weapons at receiver. Running back, I think they'll get by with uh, Robinson and uh, Gibson. I think they'll be okay there. I, I like the team. I, I'll tell you what, I like the commanders a lot better than I like the Giants right now. Ooh, yeah, it's team. interesting, Jeff. I remember we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And you think they may not even make the playoffs, right, New York? Yeah, you know what? I think the Giants are a better team. I just think a lot of things are going to catch up to them. Like, you still got to play the Eagles twice. You got to play Dallas twice. The Commanders are going to be better. I mean, if Sam Howell's what they say he is, they're better. It's I, I think the Giants have a lot of twos and threes at receiver, and I'm being generous there. Like, mm. Jalen Hyatt's going to be good, but not right away. Isaiah Hodges is a good player. Darius Slane's a good player, but they're not game changers. Darren Waller's a game changer, but if he gets hurt, what happens? Their offensive line is still so-so. Yeah, exactly. Their defense is probably going to be good because Mike Martindale's a really good coach, but can you really win games the way they won them last year, just relying on Saquon? If Saquon gets hurt again, you got to rely on Daniel Jones. I mean, seeing how good he was about Saquon Barkley, so I, I mean, if I had to make a futures bet, put the Giants in last place. Wow. Okay. Hey, speaking of the Giants and their defense in particular, what do you think about them adding um, Isaiah Simmons to that defense? I kept hearing he was going to get traded for a long time. And yep. you know, they just didn't have a position for him, but that is the perfect spot. If anybody can get anything out of this guy, it's Wink Martindale. That's right. Yep. So, so that's a major upgrade for them at safety. Now, I don't know how big of a – how big it's going to help them right away. But I think for the long term, Isaiah Simmons could help. I, I like the Giants' defensive interior. Uh, I I really do. I think Dexter Lawrence is out of this world. And same with Larry Williams. But 
I'm curious to see if Kayvon Thibodeau takes that step this year. You know, yeah. it, it always takes a, an edge rusher two or three years anyway. I'm, if I, I think their defense is going to be fine. It's just – it's tough because it, they're that team that significantly overachieved last year. And even if, with a bad year, they're on the upswing. But I just can't believe they gave Daniel Jones all the money they gave. Yeah, keep uh, keep an eye on that kid, Jalen Hyatt, because he can flat out fly, and that's all they've been talking about in New York all summer is this rookie wide receiver they have coming in now. And this kid, I saw him a few times. Man, can he flat out go? He could play at Tennessee. That it, that was the one pick for them I fell in love with. That, more than John Michael Smith, who I think he can be a good center for them. But, I, I mean, they do need a field stretcher. And if Jalen Hyatt could be a number one, I'm going to eat my words on this show. I guarantee it. But – I, I think it's. I think he's a year away from being a year away from being good. Okay, Jeff. Let me ask you a division that really intrigues me is the AFC North. You got the Ravens now. Lamar Jackson gets paid. You got the Bengals. Burrow's thing is up in the air right now. Whether it's the calf or you know it's a contract. Deshaun Watson now. You know with a with a year plus under his belt in that system, and then the Steelers who who look poised to me to take a take a jump here. What do you think in that division? So. This is the toughest division for me to pick out of all because as someone who watched two Cleveland Browns join practices with the Eagles, everybody wanted to talk about the Eagles and, you know, how they looked in those practices. The Browns are pretty good. <laughs> They're a good football team. They have some talent on there. and But I don't know how that's going to translate when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Kenny Pickett's the guy I'm projecting to take that big leap. Everybody thinks it's going to be Justin Fields. I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett. Because of the weapons he has. Uh, George Pickens is a stud. They got out. Al Robson can't be any worse than he was last year with the Rams. Uh, they still have Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris is good. The offensive line's a lot better because they got Jones and they got Sayabalu. So I'm liking that. And their defense is always good. So I, I'm actually picking Pittsburgh to win that division right now. But Ooh. Baltimore's that team, too. If I think they could be the team that they could sneak in there. I mean, Cincinnati, I'm worried about Burrow. I don't know when Burrow's coming back. I will say this, though. I did pick the Bengals to go to the AFC Championship game. So Yeah, yeah. they're being very coy. Like, we don't know if he's not healthy or he, they just don't want to even put him on a practice field until they get a deal done with him. Or he doesn't want to go on a practice field until they get a deal with him. It, it, it's tough. I, I really think Pittsburgh's dangerous. I'm with you, man. Like, it would not surprise me if they win that yeah. division. I, you know I think they're going to be really good. You know what worries me about the Bengals? I, I love their team. But they made a lot of changes in that secondary. And I'm just not sure yeah. how the safeties got. I mean, they're really banking they on lost Max Hill. Yeah, they lost, yeah. Some, they lost some decent bodies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they still got Logan Wilson. I love the Miles Murphy pick, by the way. I, yeah. I think behind Hendrickson and Hubbard, that's going to be huge for them. But, again, I talked about this with a lot of the guys from Cincinnati last year. You just can't keep everybody. And they're prioritized. They want to keep Higgins. They want to keep Chase. Obviously, you want to keep Burrow. Joe Mixon restructured. Bates could have done that, but Bates wanted his money. And, you know, you kept Logan Wilson, Hendrickson's back, Hubbard's back. It's, I mean, they're still a really good team, but they're going to get battle tested again this year. But I, I think in, in terms of making the postseason run, lock me in for Cincinnati. Mm. All right, back, last thing for me, uh, Jeff, the Eagles game. Uh, I, the, I Last I looked, I'm going to look at it as we speak right now. That line moved a little bit. It went from the Eagles minus five, to the Eagles, it's th- it's down to three and a half. So that line has moved a point and a half. Now we'll see what happens by the time we get closer to a week from Sunday. 
that could certainly, you know, change a little bit, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a, a tougher game than I think a good amount of Eagles fans just sort of had this penciled in as, Hey, this is the easy part of the schedule. They're fine. I think it's a little tougher. What do you think? So if I'm going to tell high school kids, this, I'm going to tell professional athletes, this, no one knows you suck the first game of the season. So that's, a, that's what I tell teams I coach. No one knows you got, if you guys are good or bad. The Patriots don't know what they're going to suck yet. And right. it's whole Tom Brady's whatever. He's coming back. I guess they're honoring him. I forget what they're doing there. But there's a reason CBS picked that game to be 425. They're expecting a good game. And I, I, I think the Patriots are – look, here's an interesting stat. The Patriots only allowed seven rush touchdowns last year, and they got most of their guys back on that defense. Yep. The Eagles had the most rushing touchdowns last year, so that's where you're going to get the head-to-head there. The Patriots got some good pass rushers. Matt Judon, uh, Yuki, I, I mean, they, they got some guys there that can – They had, can, they they were third in sacks. I mean, yeah. they, they can get after the quarterback. Yeah, they got some guys that can flat-out play, especially on defense. And I think the Eagles are going to be tested on offense. I think the Eagles score enough to win that game. I think it's going to be like a 27-20 to 20 type game. Okay. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be a close game, but I, I just think Mac Jones isn't going to be enough to, to beat Jalen Hurts at all. All right. All right, Jeff, I got to ask you this. Who's more under the microscope for the Eagles? Is it Nick Sirianni, who has improved every year he's been a head coach, taking his team to within three points of a Super Bowl? Or is it Jalen Hurts, who came with uh, was second in the MVP voting? and who just got paid and who was the highest payer in the league for a few days. I'll say Hurts is under a microscope because he's Jalen Hurts, and he is the franchise quarterback. And, by the way, that's my bold prediction for MVP this year. Jalen Hurts is going to win it. I I just think with Devonta Smith taking that step, A.J. Brown taking that step, that's your two together with with both of them. Jalen's better in camp. I think they're going to run Jalen a lot too. Jalen's just – He's a cheat code. He is. And he's going to be like Mahomes, I think, for a long time, where you're just going to be like, how did he do this? How did he do that? No one in Philadelphia is going to be shocked by it, but everybody else is. You know what? If the Eagles win 14 games again this year, which I think they can, I don't think they're going to, but if they do, Jalen's going to win MVP of this league. He's going, I think he's going to throw for 30 touchdowns and run for 10. That's how good I think, I think of a player he is. So I think every week you're going to see him under the microscope and, I think him and Brian Johnson's going to be a match made in heaven, just like how him and Steichen was a match made in heaven. And I, I just don't see this offense missing a beat. I, I think this offense somehow got better than yeah. what they were last year. I, look, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't disagree with you about the MVP probabilities, but Rob and I discussed this a while back, the same topic. And I said, there is such an infatuation with this guy named Patrick Mahomes. It was Brady for years. Now Patrick Mahomes can do no wrong in anything. And I think as long as that dude's upright and breathing, he will always be your lead guy. Everybody else is trying to catch when it comes to MVP voting. I I always said, too, with Mahomes, and keep in mind, this is what makes it tough. You can just pencil Mahomes in as MVP every year if you want to do it. It's like Jordan Jordan now. Yeah. 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 And and I think the hardest thing for Mahomes is – you got a guy like Jalen Hurts who probably should have won it last year if he doesn't get hurt that can rise to the top. Like, what if Justin Fields searched for 40 touchdowns this year and yeah. the Bears are good? Yeah. Are you really going to take away votes from a guy like that? Or what if Joe Burrow just has an incredible season once he gets back? Or what if Dak Prescott somehow throws 45 touchdowns? 
It's like, I mean, it can happen. It's, I don't see it happening, but I think that that's what it's going to take. And exemplary perform. I can't pronounce that mm, word right yeah. now. But, but exemplary. To, yeah. Exemplary. Thank exemplary. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't pronounce that word I right now. I can't either, man. But, but you're right. It, it, exemplary. Yeah. And, and Jalen Hurts is going to be that guy. In my opinion, he's going to be that guy that you're going to look at and say, wow, Jalen Hurts got this many touchdowns this year. And and I'm honestly, I'm tired of hearing this. Oh, he has E.J. Brown. He has Devonta Smith. I go, do you see who Joe Burrow's got? Yep. Like, come on. Patrick Mahomes, you see who he's got? Kurt Warner lived off that for years, by the way. Kurt Warner was an MVP with Hall of Famers across the board. You yep. need you need both. Oh, yeah. just just admit the quarterback's good and move on. Well, the other thing that they they do is they'll they'll cling like a guy like James Jones will cling to twenty two touchdown passes and ignore the thirteen rush. Uh, who cares? He's, it's it's how many times you score. It's not how you score it, or how many how what way you do it. It's how many you score. Period. The, the old adage in football and the old adage in basketball: six is six and two is two. Correct. It doesn't matter how you get. Right on, man. Right on. Jeff, good stuff, man. Uh, appreciate you always. jumping on with us always, my friend. Uh, check him out at Jeff Kerr CBS. Good stuff, man, all, all across the board. And, uh, you know, Jeff kind of breaking things down Eagles-wise on the 53-man roster today if you want to check that out. Jeff, appreciate you, man. Thanks for a couple minutes. Yeah, always a pleasure, guys. All right, Thank brother. You, Jeff. That appreciate is Jeff you. Kerr hopping on with us for a couple minutes. Uh, another one uh, to note, uh, Gunner, Tyree Jackson yeah. uh, grabbed up by the Giants for their practice squad. You know, that's just one of those you're like, boy, this guy's got size, talent. He couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately, yeah. here. Um, but he ever gets right health-wise. Oh, my goodness. That one could be interesting to watch. Six, seven. Now, imagine if he stays healthy and you put him on the opposite side of Darren Waller. Oof. And I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I knew the Eagles probably said, you know what, we try, and I'm sure they were going to try to bring him back to the practice squad again, but. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's thinking, him and his representation, it's time for us to move on sure. and, and try a different spot. And let's face it, outside of Darren Waller, uh, the Giants have opens for auditions. You know, yeah. they don't have a, de- dominant, a definitive number two. Um, dude, the few times we saw this guy, and even in the one preseason game he had a couple catches, you're thinking, this is a big dude that can run and has an incredible wingspan. And the, the knock on him is he can never stay upright. If somehow, some way, the Giants find a way to keep this dude upright and breathing, I hope he doesn't come back and haunt teams in the NFC East, man. Yeah. I really do. I got you. All right, we'll continue to talk about it, uh, and we'll we'll, we'll get to uh, a former Eagle who is now a former Viking as well. We'll hit all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes. Uh, look, trying to find the right person to invest with can be tough, right? And you don't understand all the ins and the outs of everything. Get it. You're not a financial manager. Jim Murray is, and he can help you get on the right path just like he did for me, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business uh, and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. Anything like that, Jim can help you with. And he's a, he's a great guy just to sort of consult with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. 
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety covering green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. All right, so, Gunner, Jalen Rager waved, waved by the No, no. So we talked about this, I guess, Monday. I actually talked about the last two days. So we had heard that, you know, there was they were, they were trying to drum up some trade interest. And, you know, we're saying to ourselves, uh, and the justification was, well, everybody needs a returner. First of all, he's not a good returner on top yeah. of everything else. He's yeah. not, he doesn't secure the football well. It was clearly a desperate ploy by the Vikings to try to get somebody interested. It, it, give us a seventh rounder. Give us whatever you want and we'll take it. Yep. But, you know, not the case. And he's cut. Boy, what a, this has been a short and sweet fall here for this guy. It's good. It's, it reminds me a lot of Nelson Aguilar. It really does. Um, and, and, and look at what has happened to Aguilar since he's, He's left the Eagles and how he's bounced around from team to team. And I see this happening to Jalen Rager. He will have a value as a third, fourth, or fifth receiver for somebody out there for at least a few years. But I don't think he's going to be – I don't think his destinations will have long-term futures in them from this point on. All right, so, you know, Howie Roseman identified they made a mistake, got rid of him, give, ships him off to Minnesota. He's a one-hit wonder in Minnesota, not even a hit. You know, one-year one wonder in Minnesota. Somebody's going to pick him up. 
you know, once once teams start to sort out all this, what they need, what they don't need, they're gonna somebody's gonna pick them up. Yeah. But 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 how he was evaluated as a first round pick. Now the Eagles selected him, but a lot of the experts, you know, projected him as a first round pick. Now I don't know how the Eagles saw him as a better first round pick than Justin Jefferson, but you know what? Everybody, every team makes mistakes. This yeah. one is glaring. I, I thought this was interesting, and maybe we'll try and get him on um, tomorrow. But Brandon Lee Galton of Bleeding Green Nation, he yeah. tweeted this out a little bit earlier, which I thought was interesting. Um, he did an evaluation on him. And and yeah, th- again, this is what uh, – actually, I'm sorry. This is what some of the people around the league were saying. So he tweeted out uh, doing some, some BGN, Bleeding Green Nation, draft prep and found myself rereading – what we wrote, this is from Bleeding Green Nation, what we wrote right after the Eagles selected Rager. All right, so just take a listen. To, this is what they wrote at, at Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, you know, some people were, were high on him, obviously. So they, they started off saying, at the same time, Rager is not without considerable downside. Drops have been an issue. His 4.47 40-yard dash at the combine was slower than expected. Former NFL executives like Daniel Jeremiah and Gil Brandt don't even have him ranked in their top 50 prospects. Uh, Quote, his 2019 tape does raise some concerns, even when taking into account the abysmal quarterback play. Rager didn't seem committed to selling decoy routes, blocking or squeezing every yard out of his opportunities after the catch. That last concern comes up in analytics. His yak yards after catch average dropped considerably the last three years. He went from 7.8 to 5.9 to 3.8 the last year in college. He only broke a total of five tackles in 19. You can explain some of that by uh, away by the uh, you know arguing poor ball placement, but too many times Rager was in self-preservation mode and sought out the sidelines. Out, oh. out. Okay, that's, that's hard. That is not glowing, and you know out. what? A lot of it is exactly what we've seen from him. Wow, and. That's exactly what Minnesota saw. We were just talking about it yesterday and how he stopped on routes. Yep. And one was a deep pass in a game. It could have been a touchdown. He stops and he looks around like this. The ball's on the bouncing in the end zone. And Kirk Cousins is just like, come on, dude. And he you gets know? to the sideline and the coaches are yelling at him. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? You know, I don't know where his head is at. You know, I don't – is he a guy who just a natural talent just ascended up the ranks high school and college and thought he could do that in the NFL? And he gets first-round pick. Why shouldn't he think anywhere else? He got first-round money, and now he's finding out the harsh reality. Your long-term futures in the NFL is day-to-day now, buddy. Yeah. You know, so you can pick it up. The other thing that really surprised me about him is he's he's a a player and coach's son. You would think that this guy would wow. understand all the intricacies of, of, of playing the position. I know his dad was a defensive player, but still, like, he, he clearly doesn't understand route running. Like, it just – your, I think your observation is dead on. Like he got away, got, got by on great talent. Yeah in, yeah. in a lot of ways. All right. So if you look at that draft class, Derek, um, we know the Eagles took him, you know, 21 and the and then Justin Jefferson goes 22 and you know forever that's gonna be, you know. Here's some of the guys who went after him. Kenneth Murray, uh-huh. linebacker for the Chargers. Cesar uh-huh. Ruiz has turned into a good center for the Saints. Yep. Brandon Ayuk. Receiver from the Niners, Jordan Love, who's now the starter for the uh, Packers. Yeah. Jordan Brooks is a tackle machine for Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Queen hasn't really worked out, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he's, he's, he's faded. Come to think of it, he's, he's kind of faded a little bit. You're right. Uh, T. Higgins, really good receiver in Cincinnati. Uh, 
Michael Pittman, who by default is their number one, but he's solid, solid player. You know what? I think I think we don't really know what Michael Pittman is because of the situation. I mean, who, look who he's had throwing him the ball. That's very true. Carson That's- Wentz. And now he's got a rookie. Yeah, and you know? a, a Matt Ryan who was probably at the end of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, DeAndre Swift went after him. Jonathan Taylor went after him. And Antoine Wingfield went after him. Trayvon Diggs went after him. How about at 53, Jalen Hurts? Oh, jeez. Oh my goodness. Josh Uche, who, who's who's a double digit sack guy for the Patriots. Eight. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Again, I we, we, I'm not going to run through this whole thing, but you get the you get the idea, man. Like this is a woo. That's a tough one. Now the Eagles pivoted off of it. Great. They yeah, did. They did. They Next did. year they take Devontae Smith. They got rid. They didn't hang on to him and force feed him, you know, more than two years trying to justify where they took him. I give him a lot of props for that. The Eagles are very good and have become very good, Derek, at, at sort of admitting mistakes and moving on and not, you know, doubling down on these kind of things. Well, you know, in years past, how he held on to certain players too long. But it goes back to what he told us over the last couple of years about learning valuable lessons about not always being the smartest guy in the room, listening to more people on the outside, especially his boss, Jeffrey Lurie. Um, And and more so importantly, the last couple of drafts in particular, honing in on the one conference in college football that he kept looking away from. But now if you look at his, his last few drafts, they have a definitive SEC you know, flavor to them. Yeah. And look at the players that have come in here. You know, they're all quality players, all championship type players. They know what it takes. And, and, it, and it took them. The fact, number one, that he, he he had that tenure for a while. He gets shoved aside by a former head coach. And instead of the owner cleaning house with the coach and the GM, he gives the GM a second chance. That doesn't happen in a National Football League. You know, no. everything about this is unique. So it, it goes along the lines of what I've been saying about this team and about Jeffrey Lurie in particular. And, and they're patient. They're patient in a lot of ways that a lot of teams aren't. Patient with the Brandon Grams. Patient with the Howie Rosemans. You know, even when Howie Rosemans drafts were inconsistent, the one thing that really stood out about him was he was at the forefront of the cap. He was very good. He learned his lesson well from Joe Banner and he enhanced it. Yep. You know, and I think that was one of the big reasons why Jeffrey Lurie said, you know what? I got to keep him. I got to keep this guy. But, but, but Howie, you've got to change some things. And Howie said, you know what? Consider I'm making a seven figure income. I like my lifestyle. I like the team I'm working for. It's either change or get out. And boy, did he change over the last couple of seasons? He did. He did. And, you know, you've seen what's, really over the last five, six years, how many people are being plucked out of the Eagles front office? You know, Joe Douglas is kind of the headliner, but there's tons. You look at Cleveland with Andrew oh Berry, Pittsburgh. You know, right? Pittsburgh. We could go on and on and on. I mean, they're, they're, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, it's hard to lose coaches off of your staff. It's hard to lose front office people and, yeah. and keep this thing rolling. So, you know, that's another area you give the Eagles credit for, I, but I agree. There was like a philosophical switch. And when we had Howie on the show, he talked about it, you know, where yeah. he had enough people in his ear and he, how he went to Florida. It's not like he's not familiar with the SEC, but he had enough people in his ear saying, you know, look, man, these are the best players in the country from this conference. Like start digging into this group. And he, and they smartly have just took too long. Well, 
it, it, it took longer. If you're willing to make changes, it, it, I guess you could say it's never too long. And we don't know what this team could have looked like had he made these changes sooner after that 2017 season. Who knows? It could have been back to another Super Bowl before going back this past season. Yep. But the bottom line is he learned a lesson, a very valuable lesson. And now people put him at the forefront. I mean, there was a point when, 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 I hate to say this, people might have considered him like one of the laughing stocks in the league, the way they drafted and stuff. Now he's at the forefront. He's in a conversation every year, executive of the year, and rightfully so for what he's done, not just with the drafting, but how strategic he's been in maneuvering the cap and bringing in certain free agents, not just wild factor free agents, but free agents that can really help this team. The only one that was a bust was Robert Quinn. Plain and simple over the last couple of years. You know, and here's the thing. Yeah, Quinn didn't work out, but I, I, I would rather they be aggressive. They err on the yeah. side of aggression. Yes. You know, with in-season moves, uh, Sue and, and you know, and Quinn. That, yeah, Linvel Joe. I would rather they, much rather they do that than just, you know, it's just kind of hope this guy steps up. You know, they're, they're willing to be the aggressor where a lot of times teams aren't. And now you're able to do that in part because of – the way you you situate your, yourself with cap space and whatnot. I mean, that's yep. a big piece of this it really is. Um, And that's why I said time and time again, this 53 man roster we look at right now, how he's still wheeling the deal. And I promise you this, he's on the phone. He's talking, they're looking at charts. They're checking the waiver wires. This, this roster, we, as we, as we see it right now, it's not going to be the same roster. I, I predict there's going to be some changes before the first game next week. Yeah, give me give me some give me an idea. Do you have any any sense of who, or, or you just think it's to be determined, or where are I we? Think you're still looking at some linebackers. Um, they obviously still have to address the punter situation, and I guarantee you they're still going to look at some wide receivers. Right. You know they only have four on the roster right now. You have Greg Ward as an insurance policy, but you got to be looking at some wide receivers. Teams don't go into a season with just four wide receivers, five minimum. A lot of teams with six. So the fact that they have two two potential spots of wide receiver open tells me that they're looking at something. They're waiting to see something, you know, and it may be a player who, who who's not going to be a, a big name, but he's going to fit this Nick Sirianni offense in terms of ability. Like, you know, uh, like a Zach Pascal type right. receiver, right. a Zacchaeus type receiver that they're going to look at and say, hey, do you see he's available? Let's try to get him. It makes sense. All right, let's run through it here offensively, okay? Uh, no surprises here at quarterback. It's Hurts, Mariota, and Tanner McKee. It doesn't mean they can't bring back Book or somebody like that, I guess, on the practice squad. But that's – that's. it was obvious where this was headed. McKee just completely, you know, outplayed Ian Book to the point where people wanted him as the backup. Yep. All right. So uh, running back, actually, it, it was like – this is chalk again here, right? DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. The receivers, this is where you're right, Derek. I mean, it is it is a little bit thin here, right? I mean, so you go A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Alameda Zacchaeus. I mean, that's not shocking. You're you're in that, generally, that four or five range, right? Somewhere somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. So that's why I say at the very minimum, they, they're going to add another one. You yeah. know, they're going to keep Ward on the practice squad as their insurance policy and try to add another one. Right. You know, plain and simple. Yep. You know, yeah. And, and I don't blame. And who knows? It might be another receiver who has return capabilities as well. Yeah. For the life of me, that's the one area that I, that always perplexes me about this team. When you look at so many teams that have return specialists, how this team has not found one over the last couple of years. It's an issue. Like that. That is a. That's a weak. That's a blind spot. It is. Um. 
So if you didn't hear earlier, they're bringing back Covey, Devin Allen uh, to the practice squad uh, as of right now. Um, who else did we hear? Covey, De- uh, Devin Allen. Oh, Greg Ward. Greg Ward, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's what we're hearing right now. All right, just continue here. Um, offensive line. Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, Jurgens, Lane Johnson. There's your starters. They'll be backed up by Driscoll, Opeta, Steen, Fred Johnson. Yep. All right. You know, again, there's there's no surprise there. You have versatility with Driscoll, Opeta. You know, can 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 move a little bit here. Uh, Fred Johnson. They signed to a two year deal. That was obvious that he was coming back. Uh, Roderick Johnson went to the injured reserve. Yep. So he was out of out of play there. So that's what you're looking at. Oh, tight end. I skipped over tight end. Dallas Goddard stole. Right now, you know, you, you would think either Stoll or Calcaterra, someone is going to pay for the Albert O trade. Hard to say which. That's a tough one. You know, one brings catching ability down one's the field. A better blocker. One's a better blocker. Yeah. That, that, that remains to be seen which one. I don't see them going into the season with four tight ends on the no. roster. No, they're, they're, they will not. Someone's going to a practice squad. You know, so which which one is it? Which one do they value more? If it was me, if I, I think I think Calcaterra a little bit more. I think they like his pass catching ability enough to where that they are okay with his inconsistent blocking ability more so than Stoll being a better blocker than catcher. Okay. That's where okay. I see it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Beyond that, let's go over to the defensive side of this thing, Derek. Uh, we'll start on the edge. Brandon Graham. Yep. Jalen Carter, one of your tackles. Fletcher Cox, one of your tackles. Josh Sweat uh, on the other end. We know uh, Hassan Reddick is, is you know, technically a strong side linebacker, but an edge guy. That much we do know. Uh, beyond that, Derek Barnett not traded. So he will be here. Um, that's for sure. Your interior guys, uh, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, uh, will be back. Your uh, linebacking crew is the Kobe Dean uh, as well. And it, look, this is where it got interesting. We weren't sure exactly who was going to be on the team and who wasn't going to be on the team. But uh, Kobe Dean certainly back and, you know, rightfully so, Zach Cunningham, who they picked up as camp began, and Christian Ellis. Uh, these are the guys that are that are back there. You're... Oh, they've, they've, got to, they've got to add another linebacker. There's no depth there. you got to add another linbacker somewhere. Yeah, you definitely you know, think. Uh, Cantavius uh, Street makes the team as well as Moro Ojomo. So yeah. they're, they're on the team also. Uh, your corners. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. And where it got interesting was uh, Eli Ricks, Makes the team, which you know we were we were all thinking that's probably where this thing was going to go, but he makes right. it nonetheless. Uh, Mario Goodrich makes the team. Josh Job makes the team. Keely Ringo makes the team. Um, I'm surprised he kept seven cornerbacks. Seven corners, right? Yeah. Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, uh, Terrell Edmonds, and Justin Evans are your safeties. I like the young kid, Brown. Obviously, Brown and Evans. I love their hustle. Um, you know, they, they stick the nose in there, make a tackle. You know, they, 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 they're going to work on, from what I'm told, you just have to work on harnessing Sidney Brown's overzealous energy sometimes to, to where he could overrun plays or miss tackles because he's, you know, he's such a heat-seeking missile. 
you know, once they refine that, that dude's going to be that dude's going to be fine. He's yeah. going to have a good, long career for himself in the National Football League. Yeah, I, you know what? I the only thing I worry about with him, Derek, is staying healthy. I don't worry about anything yeah. else with him because yeah. he's he's not the biggest guy in the world, and he's throwing his body around a lot. But I feel like he's going to be a, a difference maker. He's going to be an old school, like we got to know where this dude is kind of guy. The way he, he flies around, he re- he reminds me a lot of Sheldon Brown. Sheldon yeah. Brown wasn't the biggest corner out there, but Sheldon Brown would hit. You know, Sheldon Brown stuck his nose, and Sheldon Brown, you know, was hurt a number of times because you know he he was reckless with his body. And I hope that's not going to be the case with Sidney Brown right. when he's out there. Once he establishes his first initial hit. He's he's the kind of player the receivers are going to be looking at. Well, okay, where's this dude? Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. the kind of guy that makes receivers look around and see where he is on the field in any given moment. Yeah, it's going to be fun. He's going to be yeah. fun to watch. He, oh, yeah. He's one of those guys, man. Yeah. Like the fans, they, they're already they're in they're in heavy like with him. They're yes. going to love this guy. He's the type yeah. of dude that the, you know you're going to see Sidney Brown jerseys, uh, you know, around the link. Um, that's for sure. And then of course we know Jake Elliott. Here's the only thing, and, and all joking aside, with Sippos. Sippos was a good holder, and it made Elliott comfortable. Yes, it's not the end of the world, but I'm just—it's a little thing to point out here. That well, you know, whoever else. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kickers will always tell you that, that that's a big comfort zone with them. Yeah. Once they get uh, a, a holder, you know, just to put that ball down a certain way all the time, so they don't have to focus on where the laces are on the ball. You know, that's huge. Now, whoever they're going to bring in, you got to bring him in sooner rather than later to decide on who he is, because he's going to be that guy who's going to be Jake Elliott's comfort zone yep. when it comes to focus, planting the foot, and just swinging that leg. Yeah. So I'm assuming, like you just said, we talked about with Jeff Kerr, that sooner rather than later, they're going to decide on who that next punter is. 
Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get a timeout. So we're going to do two things here, Derek, when we come back. A little combo uh, okay. platter, like like we like to say. And ben Simmons. Bravo, bravo pizza. <laughs> ben Simmons uh, had some interesting things to say regarding Philadelphia. We will dig into that. And also, I want I, I want us, you and I are going to break down the five most dangerous teams in the NFL, like the most scary teams. Outside of the Outside of the Eagles, the teams yep. that scare you. All right, we'll do that. We've got our full-blown NFL segment at 2 o'clock. A bunch of other things to get to, so don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. Pro Action Restoration is the place you go to if your home, your business, a property you own goes through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it. You're not equipped to handle that. Nobody is. So you reach out to Pro Action Restoration because they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. That means whenever this goes down, they're there to help you. I've gone through it. It was on a Saturday. And the crew got right out there. They were professional. They fixed the problem. The price was right. Could not have been a better experience. Pro Action Restoration uh, is licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. Again, if it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. 
And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Wednesday midweek. Appreciate you hanging out with us. That's Derek. I am Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports what, YouTube Network. What, what day? What day is this again? Wednesday Hump Day. There you go. That's what, about, that's what I'm talking about. Put some put some tone in that voice, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So I don't know if you got a chance to see this, Derek. The uh, Mark J. Spears for for he writes for uh, among other places uh andscape a n d s c a p e and he has a, a a wide-ranging story uh you know with a lot of quotes from from ben simmons so i'll, I'll give you the, the sort of thumbnail version of this thing the cliff notes version if you will um he's healthy for the first time uh, this is according to ben all right let me be clear he's healthy for the first time in a long time yeah he has um He's been able to work out really hard. He's working out, you know, multiple times a day. He, he's moved now down to the Miami area from LA uh, for whatever that's worth. And he, he does like fishing. So he's a man after your heart, Derek. So there yes. you go. I've um, seen it even when he was injured. And here's yeah. the thing even when he was injured, some out on boats fishing. Now, do you know what kind of damage that could do to a back, especially if you have rocky waters? I mean, seriously. Yeah. What do you do it out in a boat and you're recovering from a back injury? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But he claims. He's back to being himself, the guy who won rookie of the year, the guy who was a defensive player of the year, the guy who was an all-star. Like he, the only reason you didn't, you, everything that you saw the last couple of years had to do with the fact that he was hurt, whether it was his back, whether it was his knee, he attributes a lot of it to the back, but he talks about the knee as well. Um, he talks about a lot of different things, including, you know, he doesn't really have regrets for the way things played out. Um it, it, a lot of it is sort of, I want to say it's a puff piece, but a lot of it is, is just Ben telling you how great he's going to be. But there were some interesting things in there regarding the Sixers. And he refers specifically to, you know, when people bring up the Sixers to him. And I, I think most people, by the way, of course, there's all kinds of pictures in him in there of him, you know, jacked up and working out shirtless and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, as we get towards the end, he discusses, you know, his time with the Sixers. He also wants to play in the Olympics again for Australia. He took some heat for that, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, he said that, you know, he really enjoys playing in Brooklyn, but if anybody asks me where I ever want to be traded to again, he said, Philly, uh, I consider Philly a second home. You know, I always had a lot of love for Philly. Um, weird, very weird considering the way that this thing went down. Does, what, what is your takeaway after reading it? Just does read Ben it. Simmons have a death wish? <laughs> does he think this fan base will ever forgive him? The only way this fan base would ever forgive him is if Ben Simmons 
hits the game-winning shot in the deciding game of an NBA championship series for the 76ers. <laughs> that would be his only forgiving grace. Can yeah, you imagine man. the trials and tribulations he would go through over an 82-game season if he wore a 76ers uniform? Yeah. This fan base is already irate. They're irate with the front office, Daryl Morey. Yeah. They're irate with James Harden. They're irate. Irate this team could not make significant changes to improve this roster. Can you imagine if it was announced that the 76ers have traded for Ben Simmons? Yeah. Uh, can I imagine it? Somewhat, people would lose their mind. I mean, this is what he says about Philly. I have the exact quote. Quote, I had a lot of fun there. It was time for me to go. When I did leave, it was a good timing. Obviously, the injury and everything that was going on didn't help, but I think it gave me a chance to really appreciate it. I'll always have love for Philly. People will. Uh, people always ask me, like, if you were to get traded again, where would you want to be? I always say, just Philly. Philly is a second home to me. And in time, you learn and grow as people. I don't really have anything bad to say about Philly. It was a crazy situation at the end, but it is what it is. He doesn't even really regret the, not dunking on, on uh, Trey Young, Derek. He's asked about that. And he basically says, I made the right basketball play. I gave it up to a guy who usually would have made the shot and is a better free throw shooter than me. Like no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Dude, you you're are a foot bigger than Trey Young. Dunk you're it on Trey six, Young. You're 6'10". There was nobody between you and the hoop except oh. that Smurf Trey Young. <laughs> you could have slammed it in his face and left the imprint of the basketball on his face. And whether you got fouled or not, you needed that two-point because he kicked it back out and they didn't make the shot. I don't know what he's thinking. There's no way. There's no. I don't. I can't even believe that story. To be honest with you, I I couldn't. I thought I. I thought it was a troll job. When I first started seeing people react to it, Derek, I thought it was like someone was just like the troll job or somebody made. Like you know how things are just. It, it's real. I I can't believe he would even think that that he he would have another chance in here. First of all, I don't think Elton Brand or and, and Daryl Morey would even go that route, considering they're hiding behind closed doors right now. I, I can't see it. They would can't. not. They would not go that route. First of all, they wouldn't go that route on a million levels because it blew up in the. The whole thing was such a disaster area, right? It was. It was not good. So they're not going that road. It, it didn't end well here. He's never going to be back here, never. I, and look, can you? I know it's fun to sort of do the 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 exercise. If you could do it all over again, would you have made the trade? Would Would you rather have he or Harden right now? And I don't. I don't really love either option. I'm telling you, but I don't blame the Sixers for the trade that they made when they made the trade at all. Definitely Harden. There's no question. Definitely Harden. Yeah. When did Ben Simmons ever give you 40 points in a game? True. Okay. Plain and simple. League's about putting the bucket, putting the biscuit in the basket, right? Yeah. When, when did Ben? When did Ben Simmons ever hit a big shot for you in a game? Well, and it's for Great. much as Ben does. Ben fancies himself you a distributor. Harden led the league in assists last year. Hey, look, hey, did, did, did we see James Harden hit big shots down the stretch in clutch situations? Yeah. You ever, you ever see Ben Simmons hit one? No, I hear you. I hear you. I, yeah. You know, as much as I, I'm not pleased with either one, you, 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 you got my arm behind my back. You twisted my arm, Rob. You made me give you an answer. I'm giving you an answer. It's a slam dunk. Yeah. James Harden, no yeah. question about it. All right. All right. Yeah, I hear you. I just, that story was wild, man. Like, again, do, do you have to kind of move on and not hang on to this stuff? I guess you do. But like, I'm not, 
I, like I, I like the absurdity of him even coming back here is just beyond beyond pale. All right. I, I I can't believe we were talking about. I can't believe Ben Simmons would sit down and do an interview and even make that comment. I, I really can't. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. All right. Um. All right. Let, let's jump back to the NFL here. I, I thought we could have a little fun with this. So we have we we have to exclude the Eagles. All right. When we talk yeah. about this. Yep. The teams that you say, you know, when they're coming up on the schedule or if you're not playing them this year, but you just see them and you see their roster and you, you go, ooh, like in, in a scary way, scary good. Uh, let's rank them. Let's do our five scariest. All okay, right. So, not Eagles. So you want them in chronological order. You know what? It, it, I don't even care if we don't do them in order, but if you just want to give me five, give me five, man. All right. Now. You came up with this idea, so I have to let you go first, my friend. Okay. I have to defer. It's like the f- coin flip in a football game. I'm deferring to the second half. All right. All right. All right. Good. Um, all right. So here's here's I'll give you I'll give it to you in 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 order here, and I'll work backwards. Okay. I'm actually going to give you six, and there's a reason why I'm giving you six instead of five. Okay. Miami is five for me. Yeah. If Tua plays, yeah. Tua doesn't play. Miami's off my list. Okay. okay. If I'm replacing Miami with somebody, it's the Cowboys, if I'm keeping it real. All right. So Dallas okay. would be would be five as my Miami replacement. Four is Buffalo. Okay. Three is the Bengals. Two is the Niners. One is the Chiefs. Uh, let me just run through each of them here. Chiefs, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Whenever you have Mahomes, whenever you have Kelsey, whenever you have Andy Reid. Uh, and they have your number because they beat you in the Super Bowl and they beat you in a regular season a couple of years back. It, it's it's Kansas City. The 49ers, uh, as much as we have fun with them, with their whiny fan base, the 49ers are, are, are a good team, man, and they're really good defensively. Now, if Bosa doesn't start the season with them, which I think he will, but if he doesn't, that's a hit that they take for sure. But that defense is nasty. It's just nasty across the board and – they're playmakers all over the place. When you're talking about Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey, there's a lot of talent on that team. Now, to be determined if Purdy can do it in the playoffs, if Shanahan can get, you know, come up big in a big spot in deep in the playoffs. As long as the Bengals have Burrow and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and 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 some of those defensive players, um, and and I think an underrated coach in Zach Taylor, I'm keeping the Bengals in there for me. The Bills are too talented not to have on a list like this, even though it's time to pay the check. You know, the the checks come due, and it's time to pay. Or as Jalen would say, rent's due. Rent's due for the Bills. So I want to see it. Um, I want to see Josh Allen play smarter. I want to see whatever was going on with Stephon Diggs, all that stuff. I want to see that defense, once Von Miller gets back, deliver. So I put them in there. Miami is loaded with talent. I mean, loaded on both sides of the ball. If Tua stays healthy and they keep incorporating that quick, you know, passing game with the cheetah out there, with Waddle out there, man, look out. So I'll, they're my five. They're my five. Um, every team that made my top five list was based on health at strategic positions, obviously quarterback. The two teams that did not uh, – now, we have we have similar teams – I think we have we have four of the same five teams. Okay, you know Kansas City is the obvious number one. Uh, the two teams that did not make my list were Dallas and Buffalo. Okay, 
So Miami's my number five. They had the board, uh, fourth best passing game in the NFL last year. They were the sixth best offense. They averaged almost 24 points a game. And as you said, they are loaded with talent across the board. Yep. My number four team is San Francisco. They were the best team defensively in the league last year. They had three different starting quarterbacks, Rob. Now, we know how difficult it is to go from one to two. They went from one to three different starting quarterbacks last year. Yeah. They still finished with the fifth best offense in the league. Okay. They were eighth in rushing. They averaged almost 100, almost 140 yards a game running the ball. And they were sixth in points, averaging 26 and a half points a game. Yep. You, you can't overlook the fact to say what you want to say about them, what happened to them in the playoffs. But to get to that NFC Championship game, that was a phenomenal job by the coaching staff to have three different quarterbacks and your last quarterback is an unheard of and it still finished with 13 wins in a season. Uh, I agree. It's remarkable. And they started the season off pretty slow to get on the yeah. run that they got on was nothing short of amazing. I agree. It, with it, you. It, they Once that defense went to lockdown mode, that team just took off. Yep. Okay. Yep. My number three team is the jets. I know it's on paper, but when you add a future hall of famer, you get a running back back who almost had a thousand yards rushing. If you didn't get hurt, you add a Dalvin Cook as a runner and pass and catcher out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You got Garrett Wilson on the outside. You got Quentin Williams, who is a phenomenal D tackle. You have one of the top five defenses overall in the league. You can't overlook that team. Now they've got to do it. Again, they look so good on paper. You got to do it. Number two is Cincinnati. They had the fifth best passing attack in the league. Mm-hmm. The weapons that Joe Burrow has to throw to is are ridiculous. They're basically the envy of most teams in the National Football League. I can't say that enough. And they average 26 points a game. And obviously, Kansas City is number one for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. But my, my five stack up, Miami, San Francisco, Jets, Cincinnati, Kansas City. I like your list. I, I, I'm not going to argue with that list. Um, I, I think they are all scary teams. I mean, like for me, you're dealing with two teams, if, if you put the Cowboys in there, um, from the NFC that the Eagles are going to have to deal with everything else is in the AFC. So that's good. But I, I if I'm running through my Eagles schedule here, um, the teams that they're going to face that are on the list. Yep. Miami's one of them. Dallas would be one of them. Kansas city would be one of them. Buffalo would be one of them. San Francisco. Was, so it's not like they avoided these teams. Now my, my teams that just missed the cutoff line. Again, you could put Dallas in there. You could put the jets in there. Jets are another team. The Eagles have to play um, Seattle is a team that you could consider Absolutely. as well. And that's another yep. team. You know, that's, this is all the teams are going to have to deal with. It just is what it is. Yes, indeed. I, I, there's no question about it. That's why I said, I think there's, this is, this is one year across the board. The storylines are incredible. You know, you've elevated, let I me mean, just think about this. You've elevated Justin Herbert to the top, top highest paid player in the league right now. Yep. Okay. Until Burrow gets his deal. You have Sean Payton coaching Russell Wilson now and trying to build that reclamation project of a team that should be a contender now. Can can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs maintain their status? Lamar Jackson is happy now. He's got Odell Beckham and some other speed there. Zay Zay Flowers, I believe it is. They added Zay Flowers in in Baltimore, yep. Um, Mike Tomlin never has a losing season as a head coach, and we've been been applauding, just applauding Kenny Pickett and what he possibly could do in year number two. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, uh, oh Friar Muth at tight end. He's got some talents. You know, Najee Harris at running back. Yep. Um, you look at Cleveland. 
a full year of Deshaun Watson. And like Jeff Kerr said, and we've been saying it all summer, Cleveland has talent on both sides of the football. They do. There's no question about that. You know, then of course you go up and down the AFC East, the storylines there. Can Buffalo hold the top building? What is Miami going to look like if they can keep Tua healthy? Hall of Famer with the Jets. Bill O'Brien, is he the X Factor and Mac, Mac, uh, Mac Jones taking that team to another level? Mm-hmm. Go to the NFC. Derek Carr down in New Orleans. Ritter and the money Atlanta spent on defensive personnel. How much better could they possibly be? You've been talking up Jordan Love and what the Packers have. I'm still a little hesitant about that. Detroit has been talked about all offseason. Is this their year? Yeah. You know, to make some noise beyond just a regular season. Justin Fields. How much more will he be improved now that he has better defense, better pass catchers? The storylines, and we can talk about storylines all day across the league. And I've never seen it like this across the league in recent years. It's why it's why the NFL is so compelling, Derek. Like I can't, like well, I give you the Eagles countdowns all the time, but we're eight days away from the first real game, and, that and is that's unbelievable. Yeah, like that to me is so great. You know, it, it's and, and not just the first game, not just the first game, Rob. We anticipated being a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. I like that the NFL took a little chance with the Lions. It's not a big leap, but they took a no. little chance. They didn't go usual suspect kind of thing. I, I like it. it. It's a little different. I'm intrigued by that. I, I'm extremely intrigued. First of all, it's the first game of the season. Yeah. And you have the defending Super Bowl champions on their home field right. against a team everybody's been talking about this offseason. Mm-hmm. And it, it could have been, you know, Kansas City against – you know, one of their division rivals. Yeah, or it could have been, I don't know, the Bengals or whatever. Somebody like that. But the fact that here's here's Goliath, and you got this team that's considered David. David, you know, dude, dude, that's a great storyline. And everybody loves Dan Campbell as a head coach. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you – can you imagine, like – and I don't think Andy Reid and the Chiefs would take him lightly, but can you imagine if – if Detroit goes in there and beats them, the, yeah, the hype train exactly. for Detroit, what? it's going to be insane. And then on top of that, if they somehow pull that off, then Detroit's fan base has 10 days to sit and wait until they get to see their team at home. Yeah. You know, but Detroit is going to have 10 days of everybody across the nation talking about them coming out of the gate, taking down the defending champions in the first game of the season. I don't think it's going to happen. If I was a betting man, I'm putting all my money in Kansas City at home, even in a close game. Right. If Patrick Mahomes has a minute 30 left in a game Ooh. at his own 25-yard line, and if he's down six points or less, Kansas City's going to find a way to win that game. I agree. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. I, I, I'm with you. Like if you if Basically, you leave him anything in, in the like, like 20 seconds or more, it's probably yeah. over. He's at least getting you in field goal range. That, that's how amazing this guy is. You give him 30 seconds from the 50-yard line. Yeah. It's almost a slam dunk for, for that offense. Yeah, no question. Um, all right, so I don't know. I didn't see it, but I saw the clip from it. Did you see the the uh, the Hard Knocks episode last night with the Jets? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you watched it. Oh, yeah. So how about the sequence? And I don't even know who the Giants linebacker was. So the Giants and the Jets, it's the only game that Rodgers played in the preseason. He was in there for a little bit. And he leads him on a, you know, a scoring drive. And if, earlier he got tangled up with this guy and they're yapping at each other and going yeah. back and forth. And he, and at one point Rogers said, I don't even know who you are. And the guy's like, I don't know who you are either. And, yeah. and, and yeah. Rogers was like, BS. And well, then what, after he scored, he gave him the, you don't want to poke the tiger line. Yeah. Which is classic, man. 
it, it, the, what happened was uh, Rogers throws a pass, and the ball's clearly gone. And you see the young ag- aggressive player come in and two hand pushes him in the chest. And Rogers screams, "Hey man, how about some respect?" Yeah. And the, you know, he gets in his face, and the dude's like, "I don't know who you are." He goes, "I don't know who you are." And then the next play, he throws a touchdown and, and gets in his face again. Then Rogers goes to the sideline, and what was the word he used? He goes, "I gave him the uncom uncom." Come back, but he couldn't even say the word right. Like, yeah, I gave him the line and he can't come back. Yeah, from comfortability it. or something. He yeah. called, I forget what he called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, he's and he's talking to his teammates and says, I gave him a line he can't come back from, but he couldn't say the word. And it was like, it, it wasn't a word, but he was trying to make up this word. It was funny <laughs> as heck, but it was vintage Aaron Rodgers. It, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, has anybody made the comeback that he's made in terms of public perception? Like, we were all. So sick of this crap. Like when he went in the dark retreat and all, like, like nobody could take him anymore. Since he went to the Jets, he has 180 the image. He really has. Like he's made it a point to be more accessible, more down to earth, mentor, un- uncombackable. That's the, it. Uncombackable. You could say it. Yeah. Um, but like all of a sudden now you you're sort of like rooting for him. It, it, it's really amazing. The, the undertaking here. He he walked when he when he got traded to the Jets, even if he wanted to finish his career in Green Bay, he walked into Christmas morning by getting traded to the Jets, looking at the team, the roster, the talent, and then of course they added Dalvin Cook. He has been the perfect ambassador. And he knew this. He knew the microscope was on him in the biggest media market in the United States. Yep. He knew that. He knows the negative connotations that have been out there about him for for quite some time, being a diva you know, self-absorbed, so on and so forth. You know, whether you root for him or not, he has done everything that the Jets have asked him to do, making himself available for interviews, uh, for autograph signings. He's been the perfect ambassador. And why? Because he knows this is the twilight of his career. Mm-hmm. He didn't get traded to a team that's still trying to build. He didn't get a t- get traded to a team that's questionable on either sides of the ball. This is a team that had everything you need except the quarterback he is the X factor in, te- in terms of taking his team to that next level, and he knows it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's get a timeout in here, Derek. We'll come back. We'll go full bore into the NFL stuff. I'll give you an update on Joe Burrow. Uh, I'll give you a move that the uh, commanders are making. Uh, we're going to dig into a lot of things. Doug Peterson with a, a challenging situation, to say the least, uh, on the home front, which we'll dig into. And a bunch of other stuff. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We tell you right now about our good friends at Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. up everybody hour number three of the program we are sports take jacob sports youtube network had jeff Carr on a little bit earlier if you missed any of that just go to jacobsports.com or jacob sports youtube you can check out any of our programming on there and we do appreciate it we do see we do see the people who view and uh and uh, very proud of that so let's keep that rolling and we appreciate it hey before uh before we continue i think it was christopher reyes somebody asked you a question early on yeah a lighthearted question just to break up the monotony of x's and o's Somebody said, why does Rob Ellis not live in downtown Philadelphia? Uh, well, um, because real estate in downtown Philadelphia is a little out of my price range, number one. Um, and number two, I like to have parking. <laughs> I, I, there's, a, there's about a number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I love the city. I visit the city quite often. I was in the city last night, went out to dinner in the city last night. Uh, was in, I, I am in the city probably four to five days a week. Uh, but I'm perfectly happy it being in the suburbs where I'm at. <laughs> answer to that. Uh, there you, you go. You answered and, it exactly as I expected you would. Yes. Uh, all right. So a um, couple things here, Derek. Number one, uh, Joe Burrow's practicing. Got his helmet on and his shoulder pads. Now, I don't know exactly everything he's going to be partaking in, but this is a departure. We haven't seen him. So he's out there on the practice field with all his gear on. All right. So there's that. 
Um, there had been some question whether or not, you know, whether the fact that we hadn't seen him was right. more of the calf still not all the way there right. or the contract. And, and Zach Taylor sort of sheepishly answered it, answered it the other day on a, like a zoom call. Right. Hey, we feel good where he's at. He's, he's got a very healthy body. I think is what he said. Right, but, right. Um, what do you think it was? Do you think it was just being precautionary with the, uh, with the calf? I don't think, I don't think Joe will let the, the contract situation get in the way that is going to take care of itself. He knows it. The organization knows it. Um, and so he's focused on getting healthy. I don't think he wanted to step out on the field without being a hundred percent healthy or close as close to healthy as could possibly be. Um, why push it as much as you want to be out there from game one, they understand that the bigger picture is trying to get back to be the team. They have been the last couple of years, two years ago, a super bowl runner up and last year in the AFC championship game. That's their long-term goal. Why put your franchise guy out there any sooner than possible? Why would you allow yourself as that guy to put yourself out on the field? Because if that thing flares up, now you're looking at a longer projected return Mm -hmm. to getting healthy. You know, and when you're playing in the NFL and you have the best trainers and the best doctors at your disposal, the best decision makers in terms of your health, you know, I buy by what they subscribe me to do, to be honest. Uh, the other thing is too, like he's not a rookie or a first year guy coming over to a new team that needs reps with his receivers no. that needs to no. get the system down. Joe Burrow's just fine. He gets a couple days of practice before the, before the opener and he'll be fine. Um, I want to make sure that that guy's right. Bottom line. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, the, the Washington commanders have come out very emphatically saying that they are not going back to the name Redskins. Okay. was never considered. They're not doing it. Now, I, I don't know that that means they aren't going to change the name at some point from Commanders, which I think would be actually a very smart move by Josh Harris. The, the, your your constituents don't really like the name to begin with. It's a way to just get rid of the Daniel, another way to you know get rid of the Daniel Snyder stink. That part, I think, would be a smart move. Will they do it? I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot to be considered when that's the case. I think Josh Harris, who has a long history with the Washington fan base because he is one of them, is very sensitive to uh, going back to that name. You know, you think about the IRA calls for so long. This team went a whole season just calling themselves the Washington football team until they could come up with a name they felt was fitting of the region they lived in and of the community. Now, when when it came out with commanders, everybody was like, huh, that's it? You know, so I think it's going to be a while. If, if anything, I think it's going to be a while because I mean, no other team, name another team in the history of pro football that has had three name changes in, a, in its history. Now, go back to the 30s, uh, go back to the 40s during World War II. You had the Eagles and the Steelers combined for, for a couple of seasons. Yeah, they became the Steagles, yep, because yeah, it just but, wasn't enough players because yeah. guys were away at war, right? Yeah, exactly. you know, but, yeah. but, but changing a name in the history of their, their franchise, it doesn't happen. Right. You know, so I don't disagree with you that they may change the name down the road, but I do think they're going to take their sweet time about it. And they may come to the conclusion, this is what we are. We are the commanders, whether you like it or not, that that's what we are. You know, we don't want to keep going through these identity changes. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Makes sense. All right. I, I think we were both a big fan of this show back in the day. Remember inside the NFL? Absolutely. Uh, Len Dawson, Nick Connie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Right. It was great. Um, so they're they're bringing it back, Derek. Um, good, good. 
Yeah, they're bringing it back. Um, it, I'll throw the cast at you. You tell me what you think, okay? Interesting. Ryan Clark is going to host it. You know I what? Ryan yeah. Clark Ryan Clark is everywhere. I love him as an analyst on ESPN. His podcast is phenomenal. The, the, the interview subjects that he does yeah. is phenomenal. I don't know about him as a host in that format. You know, when you think about the traditional people that have hosted that format, um, Lenny Dawson, Nick Bonacani, right. James Brown was there for years. Yep. Um, I don't know. I got to wait and see in that regard. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but who no. else is a part of the cast? No, that's okay. I, I, I'm kind of intrigued by the cast, so okay. uh, by, by the rest of the, the, the crew here. Channing Crowder, Jay Cutler, Chad Johnson, and Chris Long. It's a different kind of group. Like, I'll – I'll check this out. Uh, you know, I'll see what it looks like. So it's moved. It used to be, it was on HBO, if you remember forever. Then I think yeah. it went to Showtime. Now yeah. it's on Paramount Plus, or a move, I'm sorry, it has moved from Paramount Plus to the CW. So I guess everybody can get it, right? Everybody gets the CW. Yeah, to, to the CW? Okay. Yeah. Now I will say this, of the names that I think will be a slam dunk will be Chris Long and Chad Johnson. Ocho Ocho's going to be in the studio? Same here. They're the two I'm really interested in. Those are the two I'm really interested in. Now, the yep. only thing with my boy Chris Long, and I love him to death, is he's going to have to bite his tongue when it comes to dropping a few F-bombs. <laughs> he's going to have to keep it clean. He's yeah. got to keep it clean on that show. Yep. Uh, Channing Crowder? Uh, I don't know. And who was the other one? Uh, Jay Cutler, Jay Chad Cutler. Johnson, Chris Long, Channing Crowder, Ryan Clark is your host. See, for a show like that, not only are you informative, but you have to have a certain wit about you. And, and when I'm listening to Jay Cutler in the interviews, um, very smooth, yeah. doesn't rattle. But I don't know if if that format will suit him. Obviously, they do because I'm sure they have auditioned a bunch before they came to this conclusion. 100%. And having 100%. five guys talk over each other is going to be interesting as well. Yep. Yep. Um, but – I'm most interested in, number one, watching Ryan Clark, who I think does a great job yep. but as a host in this format, yep. and seeing how Chris Long and Chad Johnson uh, fit in with this cast. Because you I know Chad Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he is he's a different cat. Yeah, yeah that much we know. Uh, that's for sure. So, yeah, interesting, interesting group. Uh, Panthers are waving Matt Corral, uh, oh. according to Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissaro. Uh, had a solid camp, but after missing his rookie year with an injury in 2022, he was a third rounder out of Ole Miss. Uh, he was third on the depth chart, and Panthers needed the roster spots. So, right, you know, they're well, they've already announced Bryce Young's the starter, and we know Andy Dalton. They got the vet down there too, yep. uh, backing him up. So, th this is a trend that we're seeing here, Derek. So, uh, 13 teams, only 13 right now, are carrying yep. three. Yep. Obviously, that ch that can change because you can bring people up from the practice squad before your sure. game starts. But the, the rest, you're going with two right now. And I think it's a, it's a way of sort of roster maneuvering, too, with some money and whatnot. But Corral's out. They're, they're waving him. What now, maybe he comes back on the practice squad. Maybe. What happened to him when you consider just a couple of years ago, the rumor down there was he could be your future starting quarterback. Yeah. You know, a lot of people liked him coming out old Ole Miss. He's tough, you know, good arm, mobile. Yep. And all of a sudden now he's looking for a job. Now, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they'll try to bring him back to the practice squad. Who knows? Yep. But I'm shocked that he's 
he's fallen off the tree without really being given much of a chance to compete. I I would imagine if he clears waivers, I actually don't think he will. I think someone's going to grab him up. I, I mean, agree. He'll, he'll be on somebody's practice squad or third string. I, I would think. Uh, he's, I mean, he's only in his second year here, uh, so. I mean, wow. it can happen fast in that league to you. Look at Jalen Rager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Rager, the, the thing about Jalen is, though, he made first-round money. So if he's smart, he's got some money stashed away, even if his career doesn't pan out. Yeah. And he'll be one of those, as long as he's in his 20s, uh, he'll he'll be on somebody's team somehow, some way, as a role player. Not as a prominent player, but as a role player. Yeah. Um, all right. So beyond that, a couple little other odds and ends. You're gonna love this. Oh, oh, real quick. Yeah, I'm also I'm also also interested in saying who's doing the narration for the highlights on this new NFL film. You know, remember when it first came out, it was John Facenda. Right. There was no voice in the history of voiceovers for sports better than a John. He's Facenda. the goat. He is the voiceover goat. He is the narration goat. Yes, John Facenda. Yeah. And I also liked uh, who was it here from Philly uh, recent uh, recent. Um, Harry Callis did it too. Harry did it, and uh, he he did couple, he does the uh, Eagles pre, uh, preseason game. Oh, Scott Graham. Gr- Scott, Gr- Scott Graham. I love his narrations as yes. well. I yep. wonder if he's going to still be doing the narrations for these things. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I, I'd be curious too to see who that is. Yeah. All right, so we we know that um, Jonathan Taylor didn't end up getting moved. We know that he yeah. stayed with the Colts. Yeah. He's on the pup list, um, so he's he's not going anywhere for at least four weeks. That we know. Okay. But there were there were two rumors out there uh, regarding him. One is that the Packers had interest. What? I'm just telling you what was you know floating out there, right? So that was one. There was another one out there, and Derek, this is where you 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 understand why he's still in Indianapolis. Apparently, so the the Dolphins had interest, like real interest. But one of the one of the players that the Colts wanted in return for Jonathan Taylor. Was Jalen Waddle? That ain't happening. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> give me a break. Now, you either you're just shooting for the moon, saying, "I we know we're not getting this, but we got to take a shot here." And if he just comes back to us, great. But if you realistic, realistically thought you were getting Jalen Waddle for a running back, I mean, there's people that need to have their heads checked in Indianapolis. Not not unless not unless Andy was saying, "Okay, if you don't, if you're not going to give us a first round pick." Then give, give us Jalen Waddle in a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick. Yeah. And if I'm Miami, I'm like, you know, dude, well, I don't know what you people are smoking in Indianapolis, but you know what? You better put the pipe down, Vic, because that's yeah. not happening. That's you know, true. you're and, not bringing that combination of Waddle and, and, and Tyreek Hill. Heck no, they're not. Not for a running back. I mean, come on. And, and, then and the, it did, yeah. I'm sorry, it didn't make sense for Green Bay. Right. Because if you really think about it, Green Bay has one of the best one-two running punches in the NFL and Aaron Jones and AJ and AJ Dillon. I mean, exactly. Aaron Jones ran for over 1100 yards last year. He had a total of 212 touches for 1516 yards. AJ Dillon had 214 touches for 976 yards. The two combined 14 touchdowns. The, AJ still on a rookie contract. And Aaron, Aaron, they already paid Aaron big money. Why would they bring in Jonathan Taylor? They're not. I mean, if you're doing that, you're bringing him in with the intent to sign him to a long-term deal. If you already had Aaron Jones locked up, I, I don't get it. I, no, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me either. It didn't make sense to me either. All right, a uh, couple other things. So uh, Trey Lance says the trade to the Cowboys for him was a breath of fresh air. I'll give him this. 
he has handled this thing very professionally. He said, look, uh, it didn't work out for me in San Francisco. No ill will. I'm just looking to kind of move on, you know, and, and, and get things going here and learning this system. He is, he's handled it very, very professionally. Uh, this guy has, I'll give him credit for that. Think about the emotional stress. This young man was under his entire tenure, um, in San Francisco. Okay. Um, the 49ers mortgage the farm to trade for this guy. He never pans out. He's always injured. Okay. Um, in 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 two years in San Francisco as a number one pick, third pick overall, he played a grand total of eight games, threw a grand total of 102 passes, completed 54.9 percent, yeah. five touchdowns, three interceptions. And, and 49ers fan base is a rabbit fan base, okay? And they're waiting for the next great quarterback to come down the pipe, and it never happened to form. He played six games his rookie year, two games last year. Fans fell out of love with this dude real quick. So imagine being a young guy who just wants to play football. He didn't ask to be the third overall pick. He didn't ask the organization to give up three first-round picks for him. I don't think people even projected him as, as being drafted that high, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his fault. It's not his fault he was constantly injured, but such is the case. That's the nature of the beast. Yeah, 49er fans rained down on him negatively in a hurry. That's why he sends a breath of fresh air to be out of there. I don't blame him. Yeah. Whether he plays or not for Dallas, gets off the bench, he can he can breathe emotionally and mentally now. I agree. Look, I don't I, blame I, him one bit. Change of scene was good for him. And, and look – one of the biggest cliches with the NFL is the, the not for long league, right? But it is really true. Things can change on a dime in that Absolutely. league. So, uh, you know, you're, you're not surprised there. This was interesting. Michael Thomas. Oh, oh, Niner all damn day. ID going to hate her. No, I'm not. That's an honest assessment. He's just trying to troll. He's a troll. He's a straight like, up. I, I'm giving him his five seconds. Okay, I'm getting, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a hater. I don't. What do I hate? Why would I hate Trey Lance? The, the, people can't understand uh, when you analyze things in general. There are times when you have to be critical. Sometimes when you point some things out. Sometimes when you heap praise on it. Right, I think that was comical, though. You know what I mean? It is comical. But we've gone now where it's basically if you say anything against someone's team, they get their feelings hurt, and you're a hater. It's just the way it is. Um, all right. So Michael Thomas, the receiver for the Saints. Yes. He had a lot of injuries lately. And he basically, you know, he had, he had to have some uh, screw pins, you know, some of that yep. stuff that they do yep. to progress healing. And he said he knew from the second he got those things in his body that it mm. just, for whatever reason, his body was not responding to it. And it, it's, it's part of what took him mm. so long and, and re injuries and all. He said, now that he's gotten that stuff out, he feels like he's, he's back to being him. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I get why it's done, but not everybody's body reacts the same. And no, it doesn't. You and, know, he's, he's just kind of yeah. And let's face it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but some, but some hardware can cause infections in your body, also. Yeah, it's true. That's true. But Rob, let me tell you something. This dude, he's still a young man. He's 30 years old. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you look at his stats. You know, he, he, the injury started in 2020. Prior to that, he had four consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. You know, from 2017 to 2019, over 100 catches. 
Obviously, he was Drew Brees' go-to guy. Okay. If he's anywhere close to that, anywhere close, and I'm not even saying 100 catches. Let's say 90 catches, 1,050 yards. If he's anywhere close to that, dude, between him and Olave attacking defenses, it's going to be an interesting show, man. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, it's all there for Derek Carr. It's there. I mean, you you have weapons, like you said, especially if Thomas is healthy, man. I mean, it's – you know, they should be able to put up some points. And if they don't, there's a real problem uh, a you know, in, in New Orleans yes. for sure. And they're very good defensively. They have a lot of talent. Um, Desmond King, your guy, your guy, Derek, yeah, uh, is, is going to be signing with the uh, with the Steelers. So he's he is not out of football, my friend. Um, I don't understand how he's still getting a job. To be honest with you, he was a high draft pick, I believe, a high second round draft pick for for Green Bay. Yeah. Um, never really panned out, and he went down to Houston. Uh, he was in Houston, correct? Correct. If he didn't make, if he didn't make D'Amico Ryan's roster, what does that tell you? D'Amico yeah. Ryan's D'Amico Ryan's loves football players, and I just saw a quote where he's talking about. He loves the versatility of his secondary personnel. Mm -hmm. Desmond King obviously didn't fit that. Now, here's a guy who's probably on his last leg in the NFL. Had talent, just never consistently showed it. Yeah, I agree. You know, agreed. Agreed. Uh, All right, Eagles fans, it'll be interesting. Mac Jones, um, according to Mike Gasicki, they're feeling really good about where he's at. So there's a really high confidence level in Jones as he heads into his third year. Uh, quote, he makes it fun to go out there and play. We're always joking around, but when it comes time to lock in, he's leading the offense and done a great job so far. Throws a really catchable ball. You know, this is, would you agree for Mac Jones that this is a year where he, he separates himself from being a starter in the league to where he goes to a backup, even though he's only in his third year, if he plays poorly? Well, he, he should, because now he's had, what, three different, uh, quarterback coaches in, in three years in the league. Yeah. And everything we've, t- we talked about this earlier this week, everything we've heard coming out of Patriots camp, all training camp is how much he's improved. That's a direct correlation to Bill O'Brien overseeing his mechanics and helping him see a field better, helping him be a better quarterback. Now you can talk about it all you want. You can study all the film you want. You got to go out and do it. Mac Jones has the ability, right? How much so, under Bill O'Brien, will we see that ability? That's going to be interesting. But I haven't heard one negative thing about Mac Jones all all training camp. So, right. but he's got to face this attacking Eagles defense, and he's got to try to match this this offense point for point. I don't know if that Patriots offense can do that. I think the Patriots defense can make this a a closer scoring game, a lower scoring game. But I don't know if Mac Jones and that offense, when you look at their overall personnel can match this Eagles team point for point. I don't yeah, see Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. You remember there was a couple times last year where he he sort of lashed out, you know, during like, come on, like get the plays in. And like, he, he was, you know, very, uh, yep. you know, overt gestures and whatnot. Now, yep. I don't necessarily love that when you're showing up your coaches like that, but I also don't know what went on behind the scenes. Like, I don't know how long he, it was taking them to get plays in, if he thought the play calls were garbage, if he was having issues with the whole Joe Judge uh, Matt Patricia thing. Like I don't know. It's hard to say what went on. I, and I think everybody realizes now Patricia's not there anymore. Judge isn't doesn't have anything to do with the offense. That Belichick made a giant mistake with that and may have screwed this guy up. You know, he I, may have screwed him up. I, I think 
I think it's a combination of everything you just said. The frustration of this team not being offense being as consistent and fluid, uh, getting plays in. You know, especially when it's, when the, when the when the, uh, the the play clock is running down. I think it was a combination of everything. His expectations in himself and not living up to those expectations as well. And of course, you know. New England, that Boston area, New England is a very critical rabbit fan base, just like Philadelphia. And I'm sure he got a lot of booze and a lot of negativity on, on talk shows, sports talk shows raining down on him. And, you know, it's still a young player. You know, they're young professional athletes, but they're human too. You know, nobody likes to be subjected to constant criticism, no matter what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know you get tired of me criticizing your Cheerios habit. Mm -hmm. I understand that, Rob. I'm done, Derek. I understand you, you like to eat Dare hot dogs you. without the bun. I get it, Rob. No, I don't. Without the bun? Where are you getting that one from? I understand you like pasta without the sauce on it. Oh, I get no. that, Rob. No, no, no. I understand your plain burger habit with no cheese on it. See, the problem is I go too heavy on the sauce. Like, I drowned it in stuff. I, which <laughs> Then I get, I get heat for that, too. Uh, it's true. All right. Uh, so a couple other things. So Bailey Zappi is speaking of doing the quarterback. So it looks like he's back. He'll be on the practice squad. I'm sure they'll be, he'll be activated for that, that first game. There's no question about that, but, um, that we, we have seen that weird trend, you know, from teams, uh, I, where I, I, I root for a guy like Bailey Zappi. You know why? Cause you love his name. Because of the name. Can you imagine how much grief that guy took it growing up as a kid? Zappi. That's true. Like you know he saying? needed to be really good at something, yes. you, you know? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the real RMP. Robbie's pizza with ketchup on it. Butter noodles. No. Him butter noodles. no, I don't oh, do the Rob. butter. Ew, that Rob, skeeves me, Rob. butter noodles. No. Rob, I'm sorry. Open up that Pandora. It's, box. it's all your fault, Derek. It's all your fault. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I still can't get over the fact. People who like pizza with stuff like pineapple on it. Oh, I mean that's gross. I, I get, my son-in-law likes that. He likes to get a he likes to get a meat lover's pizza with pineapple on. It. I'm like, oh, like there's oh. so many things going on there. Like meat, the cheese. Like fine, do the meat lovers. You don't need to add pineapple to it. Like I don't want sweetness on my pizza. I don't get that. I don't. Yeah, that's weird to me. Like people love the sour sweet combo. I don't. No. <laughs> What now? What are you? Nothing, man. I'm sorry. Open up you there. opened up a can of worms, Derek. I'm sorry, man. All right. So sorry. Not acceptable. All right. Um, uh, Tone said pineapple on pizza is criminal. I agree. 100%. I agree. Yes. You should lose your pizza privileges. Oh. Uh, if, you, if you're doing those weird combos, man. Wait a That's minute. Carolyn, Carolyn Beck says, wait, where was it? He? I just missed it. Man, these things are fast and fear. Oh, fettuccine and cheese pasta stuffed egg rolls are good. I'm going to have to take a word on it. I don't think I'll be trying it. I like a cheesesteak egg roll. Do you like that? I like that. I don't like those. Nope. Okay. Don't like I, I do like that. I'm not an anchovies guy, Mr. Taz. I don't, I'm not down with that. No, I can't eat I, The only thing I would put on my, no. I don't mind pepperoni. I, I, I prefer plain, but I don't mind pepperoni. Oh, no, I love pepperoni. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like if you want to do like a sausage, like if you're doing a real meat lovers thing, that's fine, but not get the pineapple no. out of it. That's that ain't that ain't happening. Kevin B he eats pizzas with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a, I'm very when it comes to my pizzas, especially a good brick oven pizza. Yeah, there's only two things I want on it: a good sausage and pepperoni. That's it. Yeah, That's all I care about. And you know, are you a deep dish guy? Um, I've had a lot of deep dish. Obviously, I don't love the deep dish. Fresh, 
Now, I will say this. When I've had them in, in Chicago, um, I enjoyed the Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. But everywhere else, I love a brick oven pizza. I love a thin crust. Same. And I love a brick oven pizza. Oh, my goodness, man. And there's a few places we have around here that have a good th- uh, brick oven pizza. Uh, I, I love that. See, to me, a thick dough, a thick crust takes away from the enjoyment of the pizza, the cheese, the sauce, the meat right. on the pizza. And I don't want to eat as much because you get fuller quicker. But I, I never eat, here's the one thing I never do. Whether it's a brick oven pizza or a deep dish pizza, I never eat the crust. Never. It's okay. It's too much dough. No. All right. All right. Um, uh, Tyron Jackson is coming back. The defensive end, Derek, they're Good. signing him to the practice squad. So he will Good. be back uh, with the Eagles. Tyron Jackson, defensive end. Good. I'm not so surprised. I know they <laughs> like him a lot. There was no room for him right now. Uh, and when you look at they have, what, seven edge rushers right now right. on the roster. Uh, again, you know, another, another safety valve. Because I hate to say this, let's face it. Every edge rusher is going to get hurt somehow, some way, mm-hmm. you know. And you're starting the season with Hassan Reddick with that bad thumb. He said he's going to play the first game with that bad thumb. You don't know what could happen there. Right. You know, Brandon Graham's 35 years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Barnett coming off that, that torn ACL thing. Okay, yes. so you just don't know. You know I agree. You got to have those insurance policies. Again, they got lucky last year. They got lucky with the injuries for the most part. It, it, it rarely happens two years in a row. Very rarely. I don't want to see 2005 all over again after a Super Bowl run. Yep. That I, was devastating. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, that, the combination of T.O. going, you know, just ballistic and then the injuries was, I mean, it did him in. It yeah. was that you knew, you knew halfway through that season, this is a disaster. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you just knew it. You were covering it every day. Just, I mean, it started in Atlanta. You know, they went, they went from having a number one seed in the NFC one year to going six and 10 the next year. Because of T.O. and all the injuries they had on that team, that, you yeah. know, and that team was built. That team was built to go back to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Like it would have been interesting to see if that if they had kept that together, you know, what the outcome would. Have. But how many? We could say that about a million teams. The, the what ifs, and it, and it just was not meant to be. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. All right, we'll get a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, weird happenings with the Angels. We'll throw that out there. Alex Cobb yeah. takes a, a no no into the into the ninth with two outs. We'll dive into that, a bunch of other stuff that we'll get into when we come back. As usual, we'll do our birthdays, our movies as well. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're right back. We are Sports Take. Don't go anywhere. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. We're back. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports Scoop Network. Derek, Rob on this Monday. All right, so this is interesting, Derek. So the Phillies are playing the Angels as we speak, uh, and they made a decision at the trade deadline uh, to keep Shohei Otani, not make any moves. In fact, they, they were buyers. They bought Lucas Giolito or traded for him, uh, brought in some other pieces. So they're putting Giolito, Dominic Leone, Matt Moore, and Reynal Lopez, all pitchers on waivers, as well as Hunter Renfro, Randall Grichich, all going on waivers. The difference now is you don't get anything in return on waivers. Right. You get, you know, the people have to take their, their money off of your hands, but this is a, it's an admission that it's over, which everybody saw anyway. And some of it is bad luck. You know, Otani blows out his elbow, trap, re-injures himself, whatever. But, man, has that pendulum swung. In a uh, um, and, and the pitcher, the first pitcher you mentioned, he was a starting pitcher for this series for him and pitched well. I mean, a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. He just got tattooed, but he was a good pitcher throwing in the high 90, mid to high 90s. Yeah. I don't understand. Basically, and, and, and a couple of the players that you mentioned, were added at the trade deadline when this team thought they were still in contention. And now they're giving up on them. So you made these trades. You're giving up prospects for these guys to bring them over. It didn't pan out. And you're going to get rid of them before the season even concludes? And if I'm Otani, I'm like, why am I still going out here with a a torn elbow? I mean, I give them all the credit in the world. I think it's awesome. But, man, I'm, I'm his agent. I'm kind of advising him, dude, shut it down. Exactly, man. Yeah. But he wants to play. I mean, dude, I mean, he, he's still hitting well. Okay. Yep. Yep. I mean, hey, look. If, if, and he's playing with that pad on his arm. I wonder how much pain he's in with that thing. You know, considering you got to extend and swing a bat, and he's still, he's still raking. So it, he is still raking. And I think it's, you know, it could be similar to Trout's situation, right? It could be. Yeah. yeah. You exactly. know, where he's able to swing the bat, but you do anything else, any kind of – obviously, any kind of throws or that kind of stuff could, could get a little sketchy. Uh, but I 
I don't know, man. It is really, really changed fast, hasn't it? Yeah, no question. I'm sorry, dude. So, these, some of these guys, Rob, some of these He said Rob washes his steak before he grills it to take the flavor off the steak. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. That's the way I like it. No, but you're no, but you're right. All right, I'm going to try to act mature for the last. Uh, no, listen. Hey, Alex Cobb took a uh, a no no into the ninth last night with two yes. outs and lost the bid. That is tough. That is yes. tough, dude. You get that close. Oh, get close. we see that happen all the time in baseball. You know, you, whether it's you know going to the ninth in the first batter, bunt single or something like that, yeah, one man. out, you know, f- fluke uh, base hit into t- a gap somewhere in, in outfield. It happens. But, man, yeah. when you get that close, when you consider how difficult it is to pitch oh. a no-hitter and to get that close and you can't finish what you started, ah, oh, it's that's tough. a hard It's tough. And, and that makes you appreciate what Michael Lorenzen did earlier in the season, man. Oh. It was just, wow, I mean, unbelievable. And what's happened since? I can't imagine. I mean, what do you throw? 123 pitches. Like, could that really have had that kind of impact on him going forward these next no, three starts? No, no, no. That's crazy. I'm not buying that. You know? I'm not either. I think there's, he's, yeah. He's throwing with the same velocity. I've been watching his, his pitch velocity. It's the same velocity as when he threw at the no-hitter, so it's not arm weariness. I don't know what happened, but, you know, when he came over to the Phillies – um, and obviously he was playing on a bad team. Yeah, he, his record was like what seven and six or something. It was like good, that. and the ERA was good. It's the team he was on, like you said, was bad. Detroit, but his, his ERA was good. But when he those first two outings here, man, we're thinking, oh my goodness, did the Phillies get a steal? Yeah. And, and now, now we're like, are. now yeah. we're like, uh, uh, Aaron Noah starting to pitch well, and this dude's picking up where Aaron Noah left off. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Sill. Sill's getting his shots now. Here we uh, go. <laughs> do I eat dinner? I do it sometimes. I, I don't have plastic forks and spoons. I need to get those, but I do have paper plates. That's oh, correct. we use paper plates every day around yeah, here. Yeah, that's less dishes I need to deal with, man. Yes. So percent all the, the pots, all the pots and pans are bad enough. Why come down it with the? Di- yeah, we use paper plates all okay, absolutely. Yes, but we use correct. we don't just use the flimsy paper plates. We use the ones that are called chinette. They're like a. They're like a cardboard type, but they're stiffer. And they're like, always got to get the big ones. They're like 10 and a quarter inch or 10 and three, three eighth inches. Right. Get the big ones. A little bit more expensive. You get like 150 in a, in a bag. I buy them at BJ's and uh, Costco's. Yeah, but we, I, paper plates? Are you kidding me? All the time. Down. I'm down. Uh, Mr. Taz, interesting thought. I think Lorenz is putting too much pressure on himself because of his first two outings like Trey after the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there may be something to it. And and maybe he feels like with, with the way the team's rolling, he's letting them down a little bit. I mean, it's all possible. It's all possible. I don't know why he would, Rob, because he's been sitting there watching his team just stroke the ball the way he ha- they have. Even if his game is off, if yeah. he just focuses on pitching, he's got an offense behind him. What did you say, averaging over seven runs a game? 7.6. So that that pressure should be off. You're right. You, should, you shouldn't feel like you have to – yeah. yeah, nibble, and you, you should be able yeah. to just go after people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I remember the story yesterday where uh, Matthew Stafford's wife came out on a on her podcast and said that, you know, he, he had trouble relating to the younger guys on yes. the team. Yes. You, and, like, we talk. Like, that's one of those deals where you're like, really? Do, you know, do you need to be airing this, you know? Can you keep some things in house, please? Yeah. Uh, so, Sean McVay says, absolutely, that's not the case. 
Uh, he said, quote, I'm not concerned because I think if you know Kelly, I took note that as more of a joke at the old man and out meeting Stafford. And I'll be honest, there's a couple of throws that he made during training camp where I wanted to say yes, sir, to him as well. If you watch uh, and if you come out to camp, this guy's done a phenomenal job leading, connecting with his teammates. One of those deals that becomes a fun narrative in a dead period. And I know Kelly well enough to know that she was probably taking a, a good old rib at the old man as her husband's getting older playing, but there's no issue there. All right. Okay. Well, you know what, Kelly? I mean, uh, Sean, just be careful, man. Stepping in between a husband and wife. Never know. You just don't know now. You know, maybe there's some something to it. I don't know. I'm I, gonna go with what the, show, the coach says, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that the Eagles really have going for them is it's a good mix here. Yes. Yes. It, it really is. I yes. mean, you know, Jalen's still only 25, but Jalen is a leader on this team, and all the older guys respect him. Yes. But you have enough Fletcher Coxes and Brandon Grams and uh, Lane and Kelsey and all those guys. With a nice mix with the Jordan Davises and the Jalen Carters, it's it's a pretty well rounded for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and Jalen is a young man, but an old man thinker. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and so he can cater to both, to both uh, the elder statesmen and to the young guys. You yep. know, um, obviously he has won them over tremendously going back to two seasons ago, even. Um, and last season speaks for itself. Um, and you look at the older guys on this team. They're not just older guys. They're older guys that like to have fun. You know, Brandon Graham is 35. is the biggest kid on the team. No doubt. Fletcher Cox doesn't show it a lot, but Fletcher Cox is a big jokester on the team as well. Mm -hmm. Kelsey jokes around. Lane Johnson jokes around. So it's not like there's this imaginary fine line between youth and elder statesmen on the team. They both cross over easily, and I think that makes for the camaraderie and the continuity they have within the structure of this team. Yeah. And let's face it. You also have to be able to play. If you could play like (laughs) that, that goes a long way. If you're on the field, that goes a long way. It's hard for injured players, you know, to kind of lead and take that leadership role. It's a challenge. You know, unfortunately, you know, whether it's Jalen, whether it's uh, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, these guys have been on the field, man. So their, their opinions are certainly taken into account and respected. I mean, you, you you compare, compare Jalen to other young quarterbacks in the NFL. You think Mac Jones? I've never heard uh, stories coming out of New England about his maturity. I'm not saying he's immature, but yep. about the immaturity to Jalen's left. Kyler Murray? Absolutely not. Yep. Think about some of the other young quarterbacks who are around similar age to, to a Jalen Hurts. Yep. He is light years ahead in terms of maturity to a lot of guys at this stage, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, of how he handles himself and how he has grown. They always say it takes – three to five years for a quarterback to really grow grow into who he's going to be mm. as a quarterback in the NFL. He's already reached that goal and then some. Yep, no question about it. And and look, if you're an Eagles fan, the, the future's pretty bright. I mean, you at receiver, you're, you're 25 and younger, 26 and younger. You're young at tight end. You're young at quarterback. Uh, running back is, is kind of up you know, all over the place. But offensive line, it looks like you got some pieces in there that are going to be ready to step in. Jurgens, Steen, you know, and then the defensive line, all of a sudden, you're starting to, to incorporate Davis and Carter right. and Nolan Smith. And, and, you know, by the way, we didn't get into this, Derek. So why don't we hit it here? Okay. They, you know, that Nolan Smith, it wasn't an out and out. When, when Sirianni was asked about this yesterday, he didn't out and out and say, hey, he's fine. It was basically, hey, we're rehabbing him. 
If he's ready to go, he'll play. If he's not, he's not. I mean, what does that mean? I, it, it, you know, it tells me that he, he's not ready right now. I, I don't want to read that far into it, but yeah. for the coach not to give you a clearer answer, that tells me. Not, I don't want to say a concern yet because you said you still have so much time. But what exactly did he do? I mean, let's face it; he didn't play that much in the preseason. No, it was that game. So what did what exactly did he do? You know, it looked like something got aggravated. You know, with that shoulder, and that's the shoulder he had surgery on. So you do wonder. I mean, you Ooh. wonder what, you know, what that is. Hey, he says sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, that's a concern. Um, I hope it's nothing serious. I just hope everything's a precautionary measure in terms of what it's leading up to for the, for the season. I hope we're not looking at this as something that's going to be lingering all season long, in one game, out the next, in two games, out two games, so on and so forth. I really, I, I, hope I think it's one of the reasons you got to be so cautious with him, right? I agree. I agree yeah. with you hundred percent. Yeah, and that that's been an issue, uh, you know, throughout his career. It, it, it's it, it's what shut him down last year. He didn't play in the in the national championship or in the playoffs there. Um, all right, let's go some birthdays. You ready? So soon. This is yeah. early for us. Uh, we're gonna because we're going back to the Eagles after this. All right, my friend, lead let's the way. Go. Cameron Diaz, fifty-one years old. And yes. you say yes, and Derek. You, uh, and you say Cameron Diaz is still strong. I Although we don't you. see her anymore, I don't, I don't know. Is, is she still act? I haven't seen her in any oh, no. long time. Seen her. You're right. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, at one point she was the one of the highest grossing uh, actresses in all of Hollywood. Yeah, she was. She was in everything for a while, man. She she yeah. was on a run. Um, all right. Uh, beyond that, we have Warren Buffett. One of the richest human beings uh, on the face of the earth. 93 years young today. God bless him. Still with us. Still doing his thing. Uh, B.B. Ruxa. Rexa, the singer. Okay. 34 today. Who the heck is that? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I was waiting for you to come through with some of her, her favorite songs. Yes. I, I, I'm like, I thought you were going to say B.B. King. I don't know. Not B.B. King. No. Uh, Bebe. Uh, Anyway, uh, Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, among yes. other other things, is uh, was born this day, 1797. Uh, Peggy Lipton, born on this day, or actually she's 77, still with us. Peggy Lipton, I uh, don't want to don't want to kill her off. The she's still squad. with us. She's 77. Mod Squad was married to Quincy Jones, in fact, yes. and has a, the daughter. Her daughter Rashida uh, is an actress who you've seen in The Office, Parks and Rec, movies, yep. etc. Uh, Ted Williams, the splendid splinter, one of the all time greatest baseball players. Some would say if you took out his military service, he would have been the greatest baseball player that's ever lived numbers wise, but born on this day in 1918, Andy Roddick, 41 years old, uh, former, uh, champion in tennis. Yep. Uh, Michael Chiklis, very good actor, uh, is 60 years old today. He was in the shield among other things, which is one of the more underrated TV shows. Fantastic four coyote. Yep. Yeah, he gets a lot of work. He does. Uh, 1908, Fred McMurray, the actor, was born. Oh, one of my favorites. My Three Sons, among uh, other things. 1898, Shirley Booth. Hey, she was Hazel, but I believe she she won a Tony, an Emmy, and an Oscar. Yes. She had quite yeah. a career, man. One of the few actresses that, that won a Triple Crown, yes. Pretty impressive. Uh, Louis Black, the comedian, is 75 today. The Chief... Robert Parrish, yes, Robert sir. Parrish, 
He's 70, man, the chief. Isn't that something? Jeez. Wow. Hard to believe. Uh, Elizabeth Ashley, the actress, is 84 today. Bill Daly, the actor, who was in I Dream of Jeannie and the Newhart Show, born on this day, 1927. Lisa Ling, the reporter uh, from CNN, is 50 today. Sean Alexander, phenomenal running back for the Seahawks yeah. and the and Washington, is uh, 46 today. Robin Harris, who passed away very young. Sad. Great, that was sad. Great. Comedian. Great. Very yeah. funny dude, man. He he's was the in. Um, up, he's the one that came up with the line, the Bebe's kids, they don't die, they multiply. Right. <laughs> he, he's great. Did you, ever, did you ever stick about when he was dating a girl, he takes, he tells he's going to take her to Disney World? No. <laughs> She gets, she gets there, and all these kids jump out of the car with her. Uh-huh. He said the little one was the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> he said he tried to run from him. He said he gets to his car. They're standing there waiting for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you should, if, you, if you ever have a little time, yeah, it's a little bit of a rabbit hole, but go down it with Robin Harris in the stand-up. He was very funny. Uh, Michael Bridges, uh, Philadelphia area's own, Villanova. Now uh, a Brooklyn Net playing on the Team USA, that which won today. He's 27 years old. Yep. Uh, Tug McGraw, the Tugger, who was the closer on the Phillies' 1980 team, was born on this day, 1944. Adam Wainwright, still pitching for the Cardinals. He is 42 today. David Pamer, the actor, is 69 today. The great Angelo Dundee. The man. Legend, legendary. I'm Muhammad Ali's trainer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he was, Wow. Uh, 1921, he was born. Uh, actress Michael Michelle uh, is 57 years old today. Uh, she's been around, done a lot of stuff. I haven't seen her as much lately. Uh, that's all I got. Movies. What else do you have? Or birthdays. What else do you have? Uh, let's see. We have uh, Joan Blondell, who was born on this day in 1906, was in the movie The Champ with Ricky Schroeder. Uh, that movie, oh man, if I see that movie, I still, that scene where he's crying over his dad laying there on his, on his, on the stretch, champ, champ. Oh he's crying God. like a crying, just crying. I mean, I still get emotional thinking about that. Yep. Um, uh, Bruce McLaren, a Formula One driver, uh, an engineer and inventor who, who obviously designed the McLaren car. Yeah, I uh, was born on this day in 1937. Uh, John Canny, uh, he was the the, the um, King T'Chucka in, in a Captain America Civil War and Black Panther movie. Okay. And he was also in one of my all-time favorite movies, The Ghost in the Darkness. You still haven't seen that one yet, have you? No, I do have to see that. Yeah. Come on, man. How many times I know. have you played about The Ghost in the Darkness? I, I I know. I know. It's on me. That's you a me problem. see that movie. I will. If, you're, if your wife is like my wife, how do you have time to watch all these movies? Then you have no excuse for watching these movies. I right? know. I know. Uh, he's right. 81 right now. Okay. Uh, Eldon Henson, uh, who was in Daredevil and The Hunger Games, 1 and 2, 46. Timothy Bottoms, the actor, 72 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Dorsey, former NFL player, great executive in the NFL, currently the senior personnel executive with the Lions, 63. <coughs> uh, designer, Jeffrey Bean, born on this day in 1927. Mm-hmm. And Jean-Claude Keeley, remember that name? The great Alpine skier. Oh, that's right. Who won all three Alpine events in the 68 Olympics, 80 on this day. Very cool. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. This one's interesting, Derek, before we get back to football here, NBA referee, Eric Lewis is retiring effective immediately. So the league is ending its investigation into a social media activity. So before the finals, there were some now deleted tweets that revealed, uh, revealed by a pair of then Twitter users that appeared to show a referee defending himself 
and other officials against critiques of their work. In other words, a, you know, a, a burner account. Okay. Okay. So the league opened up an investigation into whether Lewis violated NBA rules by speaking out, you know, about officiating in an unauthorized manner. Uh, It had, they hadn't determined yet whether Lewis was using the account. The name was Blair Cutliffe, whatever that is. Um, He was not selected as one of the 12 referees to work the finals this year. While the league continued to investigate, he had been chosen to work the finals in the past four years. So that tells you a little something right there. He'd been around a while. He he had officiated more than 1,200 games, uh, counting the regular season and the playoffs, in 19 seasons as an NBA referee. So, you know, usually when these guys, when you're high profile and, and you you start these burner accounts, there's enough people with enough time on their hands that you know that you're going to get nailed. That's all I can say. You're going to get nailed at some point, and, and it looks like he did, and he retired as the to get out before the. Uh, before the stampede, before the uh, corral came. And again, I asked the question, when are we going to learn? With social media being what it is today, with incidents like this already happening, knowing they're going to be thoroughly investigated, why do you put yourself in these kind of positions? Yeah, for what? To what? Defend yourself? Who cares what somebody's yapping about? Who cares? One iota, you know. Yeah. And now there's always going to be lifeless trolls who have nothing else to do but take shots. You just keep moving, man. Hey, maybe this guy's made enough money in the NBA. And maybe he has another great gig, you know, off-season gig, you know. But I hope he does. I, hey, you know, what, good luck to you, whatever you're going to do in life after being official. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Joseph Magada coming back to the Eagles practice squad. Good. I, I, I like that kid. Yeah, I'm a little surprised somebody didn't grab him up. He looked good. He was size, good hands. He played really well for them. And the thing, you know, Eagles only have four uh, receivers on their roster right now, although – Indianapolis only has three receivers on their 53 right now. I don't want, I don't know what Shane Steiger is doing. I don't know if he's waiting to see who, who clears waivers and stuff like this, but um, you know, Eagles have four. Shane Steichen has three. I don't know, but I do think the Eagles will go into the regular season with at least five. I do believe that. So some strange comings and goings, man, with the with the Colts and the Cardinals, right? I mean, yeah. look, I think the Cardinals are going to be a total disaster, but you have a good feeling about the Colts. In terms of what? Just what they're going to be. Like, I don't think they're going to be good. Let's see. Rookie quarterback. Their defense is going to be good, but their defense is going to be stressed because they're going to be on the field way too much. Right. You don't have much of a wide receiver as it is. You only have three on the roster now. Your primetime quarterback is going to start on the pup list, you know, and you have a rookie quarterback on your center. Now, watching his rookie run against the Eagles the way he ran, I can see another Justin Fields scenario uh, where this guy's going to run for a thousand yards. Uh, he he may he may run for as many yards as he passes for this year. Uh, yeah, I yeah, could it look like uh, Fields? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think they're doing him any favors here either. And now look, if if Jonathan Taylor's not healthy, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. But this almost feels like they're trying to punish Jonathan Taylor a little bit. With the it, exactly, yeah. You know, you, so you're going to cut off your nose and spite your face. If you are, if you are an owner and you are thoroughly examining what you have as a team right now, a rook, a, a new head coach, um, not much offensively. You got a decent offensive line, but not much in terms of skill position players. Are you really going to take the best player on your offense and cut off your nose and spite your face? Really? That's what you're going to do. Why would I want to play for you? Why yeah, would I want to do I'm with you. Like I, the, the worst is they could still franchise tag him next year. Exactly. 
And would that man, would that be, would that be a bad case scenario for that team? If that's the case? Uh, yeah. Like, why would you do that? I honestly, like you're, you're uh, to me, you just, you try and trade him when he gets off the pup list. Again, you try and get some kind of value or he just walks for you at the end of the year. One or the other. I mean, they're, 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 that scenario is to me is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the Browns have signed former Panther backup PJ Walker to their practice squad. He's a guy who, who you know played at Temple, who's bounced around quite a bit. Bears played in the USFL, um, so he's you know you, you're you're seeing all these teams that were basically carrying two Derek adding a backup to the practice. Yeah, squad. That's and they know they have to. If yeah. if for nothing else, Rob, to alleviate some of the the, the arm weariness in practice in practice for for quarterbacks as well. Right. You know your frontline quarterback is going to get the majority of the snaps, but you still need to have a rotation in there. And let's face it. You still need to have a third option. Even if that third option is a significant drop off from one or two, you still need to have that young guy you can develop. Yeah. And and look, I don't you know, Tanner McKee is on the roster, but I don't you think they bring Ian Book back on the practice squad? Eh, I don't know if you need to do that. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I don't think so either. No, um, no, let Ian Book catch on somewhere else. But I again, I'll keep cautioning people, man. Watch out for Howie. There, there could be something else coming, and it could be coming soon. All right, practice squad. It, it's official. I'll, I'll give you the thirteen names, Derek. All only right, Devin, uh, sixteen. Only thirteen. Yeah, right now there's thirteen. Uh, okay. Maybe that's all they go with. All but right. it's it's Devin Allen, Britton yep. Covey, yep. Makai Garner, yep. Julian Good Jones, Taron yep. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Kyron Johnson, Tristan McCollum, who's a safety, Joseph Nagata, the wide out, the tight end, Brady Russell, punter, Aaron Sippos. What? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Offensive line, oh. Brett Toth, <laughs> linebacker, Ben Van Summeren, and wide receiver, Greg Ward. Yes. Aaron Sippos practice squad. We may not have seen the end of Aaron Sippos. You said, you said it. Yes. Aaron Sippos on the practice squad. Are you kidding me? We may not have gotten rid of him. Yes, he is still there. All right. All right. That's going to do it for us. It was a lot of fun today. Oh, as always, yes, want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, excellent job, my man. As always, thank you for producing the program. Appreciate you, Tone. Everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We're back at it tomorrow. Same bat place, same bat time. Don't go anywhere. You have three hours of power coming your way with Dan Cilio and the National football show all right i miss you man i miss you man i miss you man man. all right so we'll uh we'll see you guys tomorrow everybody thanks for hanging hit the like button tell a friend have a great one see you thursday
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.